Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's rage. Screw the world. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. My ass. <laughs> Fridays are the worst. TGIM. Can't wait till Monday. Monday. Well, the world wakes up and suffers. We'll celebrate. The best day of the week. Monday. Screw you too, Pop Galdoff. Yeah, we're in a screw you mood uh, today. I'm Josh Allen, and I've tweeted and told everybody off over the last uh, five years. (laughs) The hits just keep coming. For Josh Allen right uh, now. Of course, uh, yesterday um, it was disclosed, uh, you know, that he used the N-word on uh, on Twitter years ago. Not directed at anybody. You know, he's not a racist, but bad judgment of the kid with his language. And uh, now people are all over his Twitter. And it's just a, it's a treasure trove. <laughs> it's a treasure trove of him talking about how hot A.J. McCarron's girlfriend is. Yep. And of course, now AJ McCarron um, is, is the quarterback. Is the guy that uh, he's trying to beat out for the starting uh, quarterback AJ, position. Could you bring your bro- girlfriend to one Bills drive? He's like, damn, AJ's with this. Damn, he's like AJ's girlfriend for real. Uh, and then, uh, and then now, of course, the killer tweet that we found, in which he tweeted in 2016, "If he ever gets drafted by the Buffalo Bills, uh, please somebody kill me." <laughs> Seemed pretty happy when he was drafted last yeah. night, though. He was like really happy. No, yeah, no, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I gotta tell you something. I, he's a raw, raw guy. He is a raw, raw. And I'm guy. not gonna hold no. what he said as a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old against. Listen, him. I think the Bills. I, I know these mocks. We can worry about them five years later. But to get him, I wish it was Rosen. But you still, you moved up to get a franchise quarterback. We'll give the kid a chance. But Tremaine Edmonds at 16, the kid's 19 year old years old. Gabe, he's only like, and he's a freak. He's an absolute freak. I love what you guys are doing in the draft. Did you see who Seattle picked? We picked a running back. We get an F. This running back could have gone in the second and third round. Penny from San Diego State. This is, I don't know. Second and third round. Maybe fourth. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what the hell the the Seattle Seahawks. They're the the laughing stock of the draft right now. They're getting rid of all their teams. And poor Rashad Penny's a good running back. He can't rush for 2,200 yards. But he's not the 27th pick overall. No, no. That is a reach. And see them all in the war room? They're all high five. I was going nuts. I'm like, what are you idiots doing? What are you doing? Oh my God! This team's so stupid, Gabe. They're gonna it's get like rid walking of, onto a car lot yeah. where the, the car dealer's got like five thousand cars, yeah. and the sticker says twelve thousand dollars. You walk up. I'll give you sixteen right now for this car. Uh, sold. <laughs> the thing is, and I hate this because when these kids get drafted in this these spots, 
then, you know, it's like the kid sort of gets criticized. Rashad Penny this, Rashad Penny that. No, he's Penny a good that. kid. It's just good he should have gone at 27. Absolutely freaking ridiculous. If not, we'll get to the Cleveland Browns. But yeah. for the love of God. That was the worst pick of the draft. What the hell were the Seattle Seahawks doing? And then look, Kim, the New England Patriots with, like, the next pick. Yeah, we'll take Sonny Michelle. <laughs> Because the Patriots were like, damn, if they just took Rashad Penny, other people are going to start hopping on the running backs uh, right now. Yeah, they got Sonny Michelle at 31. Great pickup uh, by the the New England Patriots. It's a steal. Dude, Sonny Michelle would have been perfect with the Seattle Seahawks. Dude, you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. The biggest success the Seahawks had, Marshawn Lynch, bowling ball. That's Nick Chubb. Take Nick Chubb in the second round. You could have got Geis, Chubb. Sonny Michelle, Ronald Jones. Instead, you take the uh, the the five nine kid from uh, San Diego State. Do you know what Seattle has? Yeah, I think he's five ten, five eleven. Whatever we have, he? we have five running backs that are five nine, five ten. That do. CJ Pro says, honest to God, Pete Carroll's drunk or trying to sabotage this franchise. I know these days are done. San Francisco's getting better. You saw he the, is old, the, the, yeah. No, the Cardinals <laughs> stole Josh Rosen in that. The Seattle Seahawks, dude. If you want to talk about a team going down the shitter, like they're. I, Gabe, be happy to be a Buffalo fan. This is going to be the old two and fourteen Stan Gelba. They're not they, that. They, they can't be. They're going to be awful next year. They're they're going. You know what? I'm going to make. A, I think they're probably going to be last in that division. Why wouldn't they have taken an offensive lineman to protect That's Russell Wilson? An offensive lineman. Uh, you've already lost all all your. T- a gonna, wide receiver. Yes. A, yes, a wide receiver. Yeah, to help Doug Baldwin. Yes, Cortland like, Sutton, a anybody, wide receiver. We don't need the, the last thing they needed was Rashad Penny. I hate to say it, and I, and, no, and then they go. No, oh, but you're right. Well, he returns kicks. He took uh, eight back for yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, against who? UNLV. Dude, he plays in the Mountain West. I know he does. It he was, was, dude, the Mountain West. Cam, after let's be real. I mean, you've got the, you've got the MAC and the Sun Belt, which are known as it's sort of a battle each yeah, year. Weak conference, yeah. It's sort of those are the sort of the the low tier conferences in college football. After that, it's the Mountain West. I'm with you. I mean, we're talking about UNLV and. Um, you know, Hawaii. I got <laughs> to be honest with you, Marantz. New, last New Mexico. Night, last know. night for me, it was Sports Rage Junior. Like I said, Kev, like, like he's I'm, running the ball against the, the New Mexico Lobos. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Brian Erlacher's not there. That's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. Last night. Were you pissed when they no, did that? No, not just that. This is my night last night. They dropped Rashard Penny. I th- I don't get that angry about stuff. Boom, I throw stuff against the wall. The Capitals got a 2 nothing lead. Pittsburgh scores three answered. I go, you know what? I think I'm going to smash the Sharks. I don't believe in this Vegas shit. It's 4 nothing before I, the game even starts. I had a night last night, Gabe. Like, you, you talk about, like, real rage, like the old days. Like, I don't throw converters and do that stuff anymore. I was seething last night. Like, Everything went wrong. The Seahawks got the worst pick in the history of an NFL draft. All our games lost. It's not the worst pick. It's game. brutal. It's pretty bad. It's awful. So what are they getting great? Who great? What? Where's that? An F? Who no, they gave him a D, but a it's D? the worst. It's it should be an F minus. I don't even know what that. I love these draft grades too. No, it's an F. It's an F. Yeah. You know what? I hope Petty turns out to be the best player in the history of football. <laughs> and, and, and actually, like, and if he does, but like, the thing is, you tie you, me like up and said, punch me out. Like you said, he's not really. <laughs> he, he's not. He, he's not really like head and shoulders above Pro Size or even the uh, who's the McKissick kid. What the yeah, hell is his yeah, name? Yeah, 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 McKissick. And you then, got a bunch of sort of guys. You got a bunch of guys. You don't have like. You know what they say about a bunch of guys? You got no guys. Yeah, you have one guy. Yeah, you got no guys. Yeah, but understand exactly if you if you're like, all right, we need a running back. We got to go back to our roots. 
hand the football off like we did with Marshawn Lynch. Then you draft the big bowling ball kid, Nick Chubb. Sonny yeah. Michelle, big, powerful SEC backs, Cam. Yeah, so you just took a Mountain West kid that can return a kick. We got McKissick, C.J. Process. How can we forget C.J. about C.J. Process yeah. is a soft he's, he's, he's a He's a catching back. And another thing is, oh, yeah, sorry, forgot about this one. The Thomas Rawls experience. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got Rashad Penny. Like, is he really better than any of these guys? I got, I know what, I, I, sports rage. And you, the Seattle Seahawks have so many needs. They have so many needs. They're going to lose Earl Thomas. I'm telling you, you, this is happening. You need secondary help. You you quote me on this one. You need secondary help. Oh, we need everything. You need linebacker help. Offensive line. Your offensive line is terrible. Your wide receivers are lacking. I got everything. I I can write a list. And then you go and you take a damn running back. Here's even the grade. I like this. Nice runner, but there's so many needs. Better backs. Weird. That's like, that's, that's the, that's the, and it's not just weird. It's insane to me. Like, do they see something that nobody else in the football world sees? Anyway, I'll get off it. It's just, it's shit. No, it's, 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 it's bad. It's, it's, it's one of the worst. Like, I, I don't know what this team's doing, but they're going right back to the old days of being a horrible, horrible football team when I was rocking my jerseys when they were 2-14. and 14. Kelly Stouffer, Dan McGuire, uh, Stan Galba, nightmare. All right. Uh, so uh, Lorenzo Alexander, Buffalo Bills uh, captain, says Josh Allen will have to answer for his insensitive tweets. Nice. Yeah, this is just, we're off to a great start here in Buffalo as well with Josh Allen. Hey, guys, it's okay. We're going to play some football. I have a feeling he's going to come. Okay, everybody. Yeah, let's do this thing, man. Positivity. I'll tell you one thing, though. That guy looked like a politician when he got drafted last night. He had the teeth going. I was like, yeah. it, was like it was like Cress White strips. He was smiling to everybody. And then you see the tweet. If I go to Buffalo, kill me. Somebody kill me. If I get drafted by the I gotta Bills. I got to tell you, Marenzi, you can't, write, you, you, can't, you can't make this shit up. It's so good. It's just, are you kidding me, man? Like it's, uh, why didn't even Seattle take Vita Via? He's a Samoan guy. He played at Washington. Well, like, he, I, got, he got taken 12. I that's know, what. I know. But like, <laughs> that's I just, why. I'm sorry. I'm just so rattled. <laughs> why did it take I, I love because, that. I love that kid. Because, yeah, he went 12, yeah, to, yeah, he went 12 to the Redskins. Good, no, the, uh, yeah, the Redskins. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Bucks. The Bucks picked him up at 12 from Washington. Yeah. Oh, the Bucks, yeah, uh, the Bucks, Bucks via Washington, yeah. my bad. And then the Redskins picked LaRon Painting from Alabama. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Through, through Tampa. My, my through bad, yeah. Tampa. There were a lot of trades. Told last you night. it was going to be over. I said, I better say two and a half. There was a, it was Trade City. I, that's the only bet I should have made last night and gone to bed. There were a ton of trades. So, all right, let's blast uh, through this. So, for the record, uh, Steve Merrill will join us in about 10 minutes at time. And uh, we will talk uh, NASCAR, NBA. We've got a bunch of NBA games uh, tonight, three NBA games on the board. Otto Porter looks like Otto Porter's done for the year. Um, big game uh, tonight. Uh, you know, the Raptors are getting two. The line is swung all the way to Toronto minus one and a half. And I really, you know, come on, really? Is Otto, Otto Porter, Porter no, he's worth not worth three and a half points? No, he's worth a point. Can't just be the Otto Porter. He's not even worth, worth a point. I guess he's <laughs> worth a point. He's good. No, he, half a point? Yeah, but he's good. But it takes no, a exactly. lot for a player like to move a point spread. I agree. With just one guy being out that's not like a LeBron that's, or a superstar. Yeah, no, all territory, Beal, LaRosen. Like, put it this way. If, Cam, if, if, De, if DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry, one of the two of them were out, the line would go from one and a half to four. No, to plus, plus two and a half, plus three. three. Like, it wouldn't swing that much, and that's just one star. Like, it would swing a bucket, you know, two points or so. They, You know, they're not going to get uh, They're not gonna get crazy. All right, uh, so Baker Mayfield gets selected first overall. What a joke. And the Cleveland Browns, for one reason or another, 
I don't know, man. You guys go 0-16, and, and all you get out of it is Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. That's Den- that's what shocked me. Denzel Ward arguably is the best cornerback. Sure. Maybe. But you see, look, uh, Micah Fitzpatrick went 11th, right? And you could, you know, you could argue between the two of them. Micah Fitzpatrick goes 11th. The over-under for Denzel Ward of the sports books was 11 and a half. And the sports books aren't the be-all that, uh, you know, end-all when it comes to this they stuff. They know but, stuff, though. But the bottom line is you saw that for the most part, Denzel Ward was projected to go with between 10 and 15. Correct. So if you're the Cleveland Browns, then why the hell didn't you deal? Sort of like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were smart. The Buccaneers were like, you know what? We don't even like really want any of these guys yeah, right we'll now. We'll just wait Buffalo, for our guy. Buffalo is willing to give us a couple of, you know, picks in the 50s here. Let's just move down a couple of spots and do this. And, you know, Cleveland... Uh, you know, next to Seattle, that was an embarrassment. Yeah, Cleveland, you guys were as reckless with your picks as I was, uh, and I have been getting off a plane drunk uh, in Vegas. It reminds me of the time I went to the Stratosphere on a uh, on a Friday. Made a big mistake. I was doing a live show at the Sahara that night. Great casino. And um, made a big mistake. Got blasted on the plane and checked into the Stratosphere. It's a long, long time ago. Checked into the Strat. And one of these deals where they're like, oh, sorry, sir, your room's not going to be ready until 3 o'clock. And it was like noon or something yeah, like that. It's like, that. just let me in my damn room. No, but I didn't care. I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. And I went right to the tables. Oh, boy. And uh, I lost like 1500 bucks in between noon and 3 o'clock. It happened. Before I even checked into my room, I essentially only had a couple of hundred bucks left for the next three days. Okay? <laughs> I hate those. I hate uh, those uh, no, it was It was terrible. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was it was terrible. How come all of our bad stories are from the stratosphere, where I like took a loan, almost like took a lean into my house? Bad five. No, it's it's a, you can't win at that. But that's that the Cleveland Browns. Like you yeah, guys, they are the stratosphere. You have all this money. You've got all this this potential. I could just throw out one two combinations that they could have gotten instead of Baker Mayfield and Ward. Why they you should have picked Chubb at four? Well, they could have done Saquon Barkley one, uh, Bradley Chubb four. Yep. You guys really wanted a new quarterback. Um, you've could you've could have taken Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, or Josh Rosen, and gotten Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you and could, got picks. You could have gotten your best. You could have gotten the best offensive lineman in the draft if you wanted, and Quinton Nelson and a new quarterback, or Saquon Barkley and Quinton Nelson. Like you go down the list of various two steps that you guys could have taken, as opposed to Baker freaking Mayfield, that nobody was going to take. And listen to this, Cam. If they if the Browns really like Baker Mayfield. They could have taken Saquon Barkley first, Chubb first, or anyone else yep. they wanted, and not taken a quarterback, and they could have got Baker Mayfield fourth. Because Actually, I'll tell you what, the, there wasn't a hope in hell the New York Giants were taking Baker Mayfield. No. No one, no one and everyone knew this. Gentlemen likes Eli Manning. They're not kicking Eli to the curb yet just because he got benched once, all right, last year. Eli's not done there. Everyone knew Saquon Barkley's from the Bronx, generational talent. The Giants weren't taking them. So then, Cam, you have the New York Jets. So the Cleveland Browns, all they would have had to do is worry that the Jets aren't going to take Baker Mayfield. And then they could have gotten him at four. Yep. And the Jets didn't want Baker Mayfield. They got the guy they wanted in Sam Darnold. Exactly. Right? So it, uh, it's called bluffing, guys. It's the draft. Yes, maybe you'll get screwed sometimes and somebody will outwise you. But it's like playing poker with your buddies. You've got to have a poker face. The Browns had no poker face. We love Baker Mayfield. Let's take him. It's like a fantasy football uh, league draft, and some bozo takes a quarterback in the first round. The Browns are a lot like me when I play poker. 
I got a good hand. I start to sweat. The eyebrows, like I remember once, I gave away a paycheck. Like I was playing with the, I got, I got grifted at the golf club, and then a buddy, a good friend of mine, said, "You just can't play poker anymore." Why do you think I fell in love with blackjack? Or else I had to wear like a full-on balaclava. Gabe, you know me. You're too emotional. Oh, that's the thing. If I got good cards. Oh, you're like, oh, yeah. No, it's not that. Even if I can play it cool, it's my face. <laughs> I can't control the blood flowing in my melon. So <laughs> my buddy said every time I good hand, they, they saw the shades change. Really? Are you, Eyebrows like, whiter, better hand. And it was bad. It was just like, yeah, they saw like They said my face every time they knew exactly what suit I had. If I was a poker. I'm the Browns. If I was a poker player, and I'm not. But if I was... I would go like Unabomber style. Yeah, that's the thing. I right over. I'd have the hood on and the sunglasses. Glasses, exactly. Hood, sunglasses and just be motionless the whole time. Yeah, that's the only way. Almost be dead. That's why you see a lot of the guys do that, right? They put the hood on. They put the glasses. They put a deep hat well, on. Think about it, Miranda. They put headphones on. Damn right. They're totally. Think about they're, it. They're, they're all worlds. You can't. You look at them and you're like, I don't know what this guy's thinking. They play against the same person. Think about it. And the same yeah. tables thousands of times in their life. You don't think one time they can catch an edge on somebody. I'm with you. But you those guys, to, you have to wear a costume. Those guys are so good. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, they're psychiatrists, right? They're not just gamblers, Cam. There's- in which though. They, they will do fake tells. Oh, I know they will. So you know what I mean? They'll throw you off, sort of like a sacrifice. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to lose for the next couple of days, and I'm going to every time sort of do this little thing that I know Negrano's going to pick up on. But then when we're playing for real next month, I'm going to trick him. Rope-a-dope. Yeah, it's the rope-a-dope. He thinks that every time I start <laughs> flitching my knee or something, that it... Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game High Positions, Red Eat Rage Radio continues. I'm Gabriel Moretzi alongside Cam Stewart. And we got a lot of stuff to get to uh, today. Busy night in the National Basketball Association. Three games on the board. Tough games. Raptors minus one and a half now. Total 214 and a half. The uh, Pacers are now one and a half point favorites in this game. Total 203. And the uh, Utah Jazz looking uh, to eliminate the Oklahoma City Thunder. Length six and a half. Total 207. Uh, we've got NASCAR, Talladega Nights. Uh, great movie, actually. Fantastic. Funny movie. Ricky Bobby and uh, and company. Steve Merrill. Lucky Steve Merrill joins us uh, right now from Virginia. What's going on, Steve? If you ain't first, you're last. You're exactly right. <laughs> I like it. It's so true. It's like, In our lives especially. My grandfather was a silver medalist, and uh, he told me, you don't win silver, you lose gold. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, I think finishing finishing fourth is probably the worst thing in the Olympics. I was thinking about that last month as I was watching the World Olympics. You're right. Well, your so true. Yeah, bronze is bronze is good. You go, hey, everybody. I got now, a medal. I got a bronze. You're on the podium. Exactly. You get a little sponsorship. Yeah. You're an Olympian. You know, bronze. You have that term, Olympic medalist, next yeah. to your name, good right? Call. Right, Steve. You finish fourth. It's just a screw job, you know. <laughs> But it's all relative. If you're like the world champion and finish silver, it's just as bad. So it's all relative. And if you're going to finish 10th and you get bronze, it's a gold medal for you. So, no, you know, no, no. But the way I look at it, finishing fourth is like climbing Mount Everest and getting to the top. And then, you know, you fell off. <laughs> like, yeah, true. So like, no, fourth uh, is the worst. Fourth is actually the worst. in horse racing. You don't even get like candy yeah, or anything. the worst. <laughs> yeah. You don't make the superfecta. You're fifth. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we know all about this. As, yeah, as we horse, do. Our horse is fifth. As horse owners, um, six is the you, know, you get yeah. money for top five, but yeah, you don't get a lot six. for fifth. <laughs> our horse Tom is running. Tom sort of had a great line. He, Tom had sort of told Pete Rose one time. He was on first, I think, and he goes, they had a contest. You came in second to the best looking player in baseball. He goes, who came in first? He goes, everyone else tied for first. <laughs> I think it was Lasorda. I think Lasorda said, someone said that to Pete Rose, something along those lines. I love that. It's a great line, though. I'm surprised Pete didn't punch him in the face. Tommy Lasorda's a funny guy. Well he is pretty him. funny. <laughs> he's a big jerk, but he's a funny guy. <laughs> like, Tommy Lasorda actually got a mascot kicked out of the game. It's the only time really? in Major League Baseball history. Really? And it was in Montreal. He kicked UP out? Yeah. It was oh, like wow. a 22-inning game. <laughs> it's like nice mascot, too. Yeah, and UP, UP used to run on top of the, the dugout. dugout yeah. And it'd be like, um, yeah, the Expos. Remember the orange guy, Steve? So they used yeah. to have, like, sort of home plate. Like, there was a home plate on painted on top of the dugouts. So UP would run, and he'd die yeah, fast. That's right. Same. <laughs> and he'd slide, like, on the dugout. And uh, I guess it was really loud. So Lasorda... Lasorda came out and started bitching to the ump and yelling at Yuppie and stuff. And the ump went up to Yuppie, you're gone, gone! and kick Yuppie out of the ballpark. And yeah, and there's a famous video online you'll see in which uh, Tommy Lasorda attacked the Philly fanatic. He doesn't like mascot. No, but for real. Yeah, the Philly fanatic had like a Dodger doll, sort of like a blow up sex yeah, doll, yeah. but like a Dodger like thing. The Philly fanatic was like sort of abusing yeah. a Dodger doll. And Tommy Lasorda like came out, and he out. <laughs> like he pushed him and he grabbed the doll from him and all pissed off. Like, yeah, Tommy Lasorda is a grumpy guy. I was I, listen. I grew up a Dodger fan too. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, Tommy, before Weight Watchers, <laughs> there's great. There's a great video, great audio online when they asked about uh, what do you think of Hector Heckle of his performance. What the hell you think I thought he hit three freaking home runs? <laughs> what, how do you think I have felt? <laughs> he drops like eighty f bombs in like sixty seconds. I met him though, and uh, I met him a couple of times and. Uh, yeah, every time he wasn't the nicest. Uh, he just seems not like the most he, friendly. Guy. He's the type of guy. Know, that just I'm seems surprised like by that. <laughs> but see, well, I always you know, see his image. He's like Shashevsky. He's jolly you know, on, on TV. TV. Everyone thinks he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. and you know Shashevsky's a big dick in real life and mean and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, and all my friends and family that come out of the woodwork for like NCAA tournament, you know, they never watch basketball. They all love Duke. They all love Krzyzewski. And I tell them stories. I had a buddy that went there in the nineties and stepped behind the bench. And he said he, and my friend's not like my friend cared about cussing, but he said Krzyzewski cussed more than two than a human being he'd ever seen. And uh, Krzyzewski's daughter was in school at the time too. I got some stories we tell off air about that, but uh, off air. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. It's like Cam says, Krzyzewski really looks like the blue devil. He too. does. He, he looks he like, looks like 
like the devil. It's it's crazy. He Bobby Knight to his team's logo. Don't forget where he started. Yeah, and he started with Bobby Knight. So I mean, it's not a surprise. One of the exact no exactly West Point. Um, well, we can go on and on with stories about yeah. Tommy Lasorda and the, and the coaches and stuff. But Tommy Lasorda, I lived in L.A. at the time. And Keith Olbermann was on in L.A. Oh yeah. And Keith Olbermann Another at the time was like, act. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you love him, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Olbermann's real popular in Virginia. Um, so, uh, so um, legally blind, you know, by the way, someone had to drive him to Sports Center all the time. That's true. So, um, <laughs> I got a lot. We talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, so, I got stories. Yeah, so anyway, so Lasorda did, did an interview with Keith Olbermann. All right, and they're sitting there, like sort of like they're sitting in chairs before yeah. it starts. And the tape, it's not rolling yet. So yeah. they're off the yeah, air. They're just chatting. And uh, Olbermann goes, so, uh, you know, tough season, huh, Skip? And uh, so it's not rolling. And then uh, Tommy Lasorda goes to him. He goes, Keith, I've been managing baseball 32 years. He goes, I think this is the shittiest team I've ever had. He goes, I got a fucking center fielder. Sorry. He goes, I got a center fielder. <laughs> he starts dropping. He's like, he goes, I got a center fielder, Cal Daniels. The guy can barely tie his shoelaces. Like, he goes, I don't know. He goes, the worst, worst defensive player I've ever seen in my life. He goes, my pitchers suck. He starts like he really, like, rips the team hard, right? He's like, ah, it's, it's rough. It's rough, Keith. So they do. They go into the interview, and he's like, we might not be the most talented team, but I got to tell you, nobody plays harder than Cal Daniels out there. I just love this guy. He's like, you know, the effort that my pitching staff gives me. He goes, I, you know, I've been in baseball 32 years. I'm as proud as these guys as I've been of any team I've ever managed before. Like, that's how full of it is, Steve. You know what I mean? Like, that's how these guys are. They're just full of it. <laughs> he should have been a politician. Why doesn't he run for office by now? I mean, that's that sounds like our political system. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. right. All right, last story. We'll get the picks, but um, unnamed manager, and I always want to say who it is, but I actually like the guy. Yeah. But I'll just say Hall Jim, of Jim Fergosi threatened to Hall kill of me. Famer, <laughs> Hall of Famer on the on the home run list. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sammy Sosa and McGuire passed them on the home run list. Yes, okay? him in the steroid era, and they asked him. They're like, uh, like so. The media scrum is there, and he's like. Uh, he goes, if there's one thing I hate, it's cheaters. And he goes, it's just not right. And he goes, but whatever. I guess we live in an, aura, an era right now where no one has any morals anymore. And as he's saying it, his mistress is in the shot <laughs> on TV behind the dugout. A chick that's not his wife. And he's pissed because Sosa and McGuire passed him, or Bonds passed him on the home run list. Well, he's banging some blonde chick that's not his wife. And I saw that. I was like, uh, I was like, that's just gold, yeah. man. You know? Sort of like, remember the well, gay guy? Ties into with the, it ties into the NFL draft in a little bit. These guys all think they're at a different level, you know? And, yeah, no, exactly. And exactly. True. To them. Remember, the, remember the senator from Minnesota? He hated gay people. He was like, you know, really against any gay rights, any yeah. gay marriage. And then he got caught. Uh, <laughs> he got caught trying to, uh, yeah, in a men's bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> Quickie in the men's bathroom. <laughs> he gay. It's like the evangelical. Like a lot of the. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot like the, the pastors and the evangelicalists and stuff, Steve, right? You know, there's always a dark side there. <laughs> 
uh, to almost anybody, I hate to say it, but anybody, whether it's a celebrity, politician, athlete, it almost seems like anybody that's in the limelight nowadays is, is a scumbag for the 90%. Yeah. yeah. The best thing you could do, Steve, is just tell everybody all your issues with booze and everything else in your life and just get it out there and you won't be surprised. That's our goal. Yeah, lay it on a table I like agree. Trump. Yeah. Just put, it, put it all out <laughs> there and you move on. Put exactly. it out there. Put it out there and you move but on. There is something to that, though, because this all goes back to what I hate. It's the hypocrisy. So you're yeah. right, though, in a way. If you, if you admit to it, then there's no hypocrisy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, and there's nothing yeah. to shock anyone exactly. with. I already told you. <laughs> right. Like if I ran for well, office, say, I'd have to say. A, uh, get in front of a conflict, right, or it was a scandal. Get in front of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Run, get ahead of it. it. Run for office. Yeah. Steve, you should be I like daily PR. fantasy sports. I love the gamble. Steve Merrill's uh, management crisis. Yes. we got to get ahead of this scandal, Gabe. <laughs> oh, as uh, long as they spell your name right, that's all that matters, right? There's no bad press as long as they spell <laughs> your name right. That's what Trump thinks. <laughs> I remember years ago, Trump said that. He was getting ripped in the New York Post and Daily News when he like he cheated on Ivanka and he was with Marla Maples, and it was really really bad press. And this is sort of what made Trump Trump now. Real estate and his sales and his his brand went up, and that's right. when he really clued in. He was like, "Man, scandal is good. I'm getting press, which is leading to more business." It doesn't matter what they're saying. I'm on the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> exactly. And case in point, is the same theory Running 40 the years later, right? right? Like, it works for him. It, it, you know, it's a, he's actually a hell of a lot smarter than people realize. Mm-hmm. Nobody's manipulated the media like anybody in the history of the world like he has. So, uh, Steve, um, the Washington Capitol, shocking last night. They blew a lead. Oh, yeah, great. That was a big play for me. Yeah, nice piss it away. Yeah, they blew a lead in the second. They came back and won, Steve, the last series. Steve's a uh, former Capitol yeah, fan. I, saw, I did believe they run. won four in a row. I saw they were down 0-2, and then they win 4-2. That's all I know about that series. But, yeah. yeah then yeah, then you, got your, biggest, you got your biggest you got your biggest rival at home on the ropes, and they let in three cheese goals. Yep, two Classic Capitals. Wow. All right, so you got I'll the other what, Washington uh, team tonight. Well, they're in the, they're dead last almost in the future odds right now, which makes me think that might, this might be the year they actually win it. They've been favored like every year the last couple of years, and they you know they tank. So who knows? They're not winning. No, no don't put your don't put bet that horse. The Washington Wizards tonight in the same uh, same arena actually. Um, Otto Porter is out. The Raptors were getting two points earlier in the day. What do you make of uh, this game, uh, Steve? Uh, here with the Raptors and the Wizards. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the Porter move because, like you said, the Wizards were a two-point favorite. Now they're a one-and-a-half to two-point underdog. So it's been a substantial move. Porter's the third-leading scorer on the team. He averages almost 15 a game. He had nine the other day on Sunday. Home team is 5-0 and straight up and against the spread in this series. Um, yeah. I do think Toronto's the better team still. And with Porter out, you know, you never know with these NBA injuries. you got to be careful. Sometimes it spurs a team, but I'm not sure that will be the case here. I think the Wizards are the weaker team. And the Raptors, the Raptors finished the Bucks uh, last year in six on the road. Actually, you know, yeah, the home teams have been going back and forth, but you figure eventually the better team. This isn't sort of like Boston and Milwaukee last night, which is more competitive, and Milwaukee can actually win that series. The Raptors are the better team, even in the two games they lost. They were pretty much the better team for, like, the first three yeah. quarters of both Actually, games. Actually, almost and to, like, they, the very end in the last couple minutes, they collapsed. The Raptors yeah. get burnt in the last few minutes of the third quarter all the time. And then it sort of snowballs into the fourth. And, you know, even the Raptors, I saw a stat the other day. It was during the Raptor game. It wasn't online. Uh, Leo Rowden brought it up, or Jack Armstrong. And he said, in the series, they're being outscored in the final two minutes of the first three quarters, like, immensely. 
and it's like big momentum changes. Like they go from having nine point leads to oh crap, man, we're we're only winning by one. Couple of Bradley Beal threes later, next thing you know, you're down six, right? It it snowballs quickly, but I think the Raptors do show the killer instinct tonight. Um, LeBron, we know the league wants LeBron to win. I mean, he goaltends, he gets timeouts, he can travel, he can do whatever the hell he wants, Steve. So it's hard to bet against them. But but Indiana's been playing them tight, Gabe. And know what the thing is? They like might. The I got to be honest with you. I think they want to extend the series as long as they can yeah, with exactly. Cleveland winning. I'm yeah. on the Pacers. They're, they're going to screw yeah. Indy hard on you Sunday. They'll yeah. just screw them hard. Sports is just like soap operas now, yeah, man. It it's, it the same, it's the same it's shit. Entertainment, like, I, I, it is. It's not even they're real. It shows. is a television show. You got to understand that. I do understand. I've been saying it for years. I know you're <laughs> entertained. It is totally entertaining. Steve knows it's entertaining. Yeah, I, I'm by, I'm bought in. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm with Cam on that. I, I think you're definitely on the fact they want Cleveland to win this series. But yeah, I think they'd like to have a game seven on Sunday afternoon of all this series. This is one they'd like. They'd like to have LeBron on Sunday afternoon more than any other player on these other teams playing tonight. So yeah, if that's the case, you know, Indiana minus one, one and a half. Um, the conspiracy theory would favor the Pacers tonight, favor the Cavs on Sunday. Yeah, they'll get the yeah. prime time yeah. even. They'll put it Sunday night at eight, I think. Like they did last week, at least last Sunday. LeBron got the 8.30 Sunday night ABC spot. Oklahoma City, man, they didn't really look good. They just sort of got it done. I mean, Westbrook had to take uh, a million shots to get there, 39 shots. Still, six and a half That's is a, a lot. lot of points. And it's the hardest game to win is the closeout game for teams that really haven't been here and done this before. Utah are one of these teams that haven't yep. been here and Young. done this. But they are they look like the much better team. I just don't want to lay six and a half, Steve. Yeah, they are the better team. And if you look over the last couple of months, they've been even better than they were earlier in the season. So not only are they the better team, but I think they're actually an underrated team overall right now because they've been strong down the stretch. The line looks big to me as well. I'll be I admit when I saw the line today I was a little surprised, but I think it's accurate. I mean, home court Yes, you know, Oklahoma City's been going back and forth. They each have a day off, but I still think the altitude comes into play here in a game six tonight with just one day's rest. Also, keep in mind, Oklahoma City trailed by 15 points at halftime in game five at home. Now they're on the road in the altitude. So I think home court's worth at least four, four and a half points. And, you know, the Jazz are at least a couple points better probably. So the line is pretty accurate, even though it might look high, you know, at first glance. All right, Steve, we've got a couple of minutes left here. Talladega uh, plate race. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. no longer running. Uh, Kislowski, Kislowski seems to be sort of the new plate king. Denny Hamlin's always going to be in the mix. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse is a good plate driver. Uh, he's in the 12 to 1 uh, range. As we always tell people, the plate races are a roll of the dice. But without being stated, I mean, you do have the usual suspects. Ryan Blaney could be a dangerous driver at 12 to 1 this week as well. Who are you looking at, Steve? Yeah, you're definitely right. Keselowski is the new king of these restrictor plates. And here's what's interesting, guys. Maybe the three best restrictor plate racers in recent years have been Keselowski, Logano, and Hamlin. And lo and behold, they're the top three point leaders right now that do not have a win on the season. So they've been very good overall this season, and they're really good on this type of track. So I think all three of them are in the mix. It is a random finish, but what's funny is the same guys, like you said, do usually are in the top 10 unless they get taken out in a wreck. So, you know, it's basically just betting on who's going to remain on the track. And those guys, there's a lot of luck involved, but some of these guys stay up front. Um, they're just better on these tracks, and they stay out of trouble. So it's not a total fluke. Stenhouse Jr. made the chase last year because of this race. Um, he's obviously in play once again. And then other guys like Clint Boyer's been good on restrictor plates. He's been really good. That whole Harvick, you know, Kurt Busch uh, team has been good this season. Eric Alamarola, he won a restrictor yep. plate race a few years ago. He's on Stuart Haas now as well. So I think those guys, the Fords, are going to be tough this week. 
I've got Al Marola, Amarola on my uh, DK team. I was going to ask you guys about McMur- McMurray because he's got the most top fives at Talladega, too, for like a DFS point there. Seems like a good pick. All right, here it is. He's been this year overall. On Twitter, has already yeah. sent me. This is awesome. Tommy Lasorda. He's <laughs> such a grumpy guy. Check out my Twitter. You'll see it. Uh, <laughs> He's beating them with it. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Steve. ProSportsInfo.com. CoversExperts.com. Steve Merrill. Thanks, guys. The fanatic goes down. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Yeah, thanks to uh, Drew Zilla, Drew, yeah. for uh, sending in Tommy Lasorda beating the crap out of the Philly Fanatic. That'd be a lawsuit now. Oh, for sure. Like you said it, I thought he was just kind of slapping him around. No, that's full on. Like, he he, he really gives her. He's hitting on hard. All right. A lot of people are sending me these tweets because if you remember in the past, um, if you remember in the past, I talked about the uh, My Ancestry DNA stuff. Oh, yeah. What about it? I was going to, I don't need to do mine, but I'd like to try. And we discovered that I'm 0.9% Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's awesome. It's Zero, true. 0.9%. No, I question the, uh, I actually, a lot of people question it and say, man, they're just making stuff up. They're, you know, this stuff isn't accurate and stuff, right? But it turns out the accuracy actually. You know, I'm not stating that, you know, you're going to court on this and laying it down quite yet, but a lot of people, I didn't want to do this, and I stated in the past, I'll never do that. I'm not submitting my DNA to anybody over my dead body, and then all it took is my mother. Oh, yeah, come on. You know, I want everyone in the family to do it, uh, et cetera. So I end up uh, doing it, and um, I don't have a problem with it, but in case we're wondering if the um, – if authorities use this, yes, they do. Of course they do. I saw, I saw it on, yeah. They, they, they caught the Golden State Killer. Now, you know about That's the, correct. That's an old about case. Yes, use. I do. Yes, the long long case. He looks like the, the bald guy from um, the Golden State Killer. He looks like the bald guy from uh, that uh, wow, Quentin he d- Tarantino yeah. movie. He looks scary, dude. That like Mr. Mr. White. <laughs> Why can't I? I'm Mr. Yeah. White. You can't be Mr. Pink. Remember that yeah, guy, the bald guy? Mr. White. Elaine, uh, Elaine, it's Elaine's father. Yes, yes. I'm not walking down the street with anyone wearing a jacket looking like a candy ass. Yeah, so this guy, he was actually a cop. Wow. The Golden State Killer, suspected of killing like 20 people and uh, raping many others. Yeah, that case has been, uh, it's been in the news for a very long time. And he got caught on an Ancestry DNA case, a kit. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? After decades of pursuing the Golden State Killer, Sacramento police identified alleged suspect by using an online DNA data- database. Wow. That's wild. I can't believe you do one. You're a killer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you, why are you submitting a, like, yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna, I guess it must have been a sibling, kind of like your mom asking you, did somebody uh, in the family want? I want to hey, dig deeper into Belgium? this. 
I want to dig deeper into this. This guy, though, is this the pure definition of evil in which he would break into women's houses and stuff, assault them, but he would, like, steal their wedding ring. Oh, I know. Or he would take, like, mementos, and he actually called a couple of his victims. Yeah, he called them back. 24 years later, he called one lady. 24 years later, he called. And, uh, yeah, they nailed the son of a bitch. He was killing in a Sacramento area, moved into the Southern California area. And uh, pretty crazy, too, because neighbors stated that uh, he was full of rage all the time. They said everyone in the the neighborhood knew him because he was yelling and freaking out. He used to be on his front lawn yelling at people all the time. So the moral of the story is if you are a, uh, one of the most sought-after serial killers in uh, U.S. history, probably don't yell at your neighbors all the time. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, uh, don't uh, yell at your neighbors all the time. I'd like to see more about the, uh, about the DNA database uh, stuff, but they have everybody's DNA. If, you're, if you've ever handled a penny, why do you think they keep them in circulation? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to get it. You see, you see the crime. They just If you're smoking butts, you throw out a dart, they put it in the bag. You know what I mean? The cop tricks are so old, though. Like, you see the guy. If you've committed a murder, hey, buddy, you want a drink? Like, you know what I mean? You're leaving the pop can there. I know with this, this killer that. guy. Come on. I know with the killer guy, they went through his garbage. And, what? and you're legally allowed to do that. Once you put it out in the curb, exactly. that's free garbage, man. In your domicile, it's So nuts. I know they, they placed his DNA through. The exact term was um, he voluntarily left something behind, which means exactly. Because yep, I, I read about how they busted him a bit. And they set up shop outside of his place. And they watched him because they wanted to see just sort of his patterns and well, you know, because they don't know he's the Golden State Killer, you know. Then they, they knew he was a former cop and stuff. He knows a lot of tricks. Yeah, they, you know, they, so they they backed off and they watched him. They wanted to get him when he came out. They didn't want to get him like um, they didn't want to raid. The, he lived in like an apartment complex. They didn't like or sort of like uh, there were other people around in the townhomes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to cause a scene. So they basically waited for him to come out, and they watched him. So, yeah, they probably saw him take his garbage out a few times. Smooth. That's the way you got it. Yeah, Went through the garbage, yeah. confirmed, all right, this is the dude we're looking for. Through this DNA that we just got through this garbage that we're linking through this. Um, see, that's, uh, that's some crazy stuff, man. It's like the uh, the Whitey Bulger guy that's left uh, Boston. Oh, yeah. Uh, mob boss. Yeah. He was living in, like, Santa Monica, California. And... Uh, you know, they got him, man. He would have gotten away with it. He would have gotten away with it. But they got his. They got him because of his girlfriend. Because they That's knew right. they knew he was with the chick. So they they basically kind of it's, it's kind of dumb with them. It took them that long to figure it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give they, the, they, yeah. they put the chick on America's Most Wanted. Yeah. They said if you've ever seen this chick, and a bunch of people recognize the chick because she wasn't in hiding, right? Because she so she used to go for walks around the town and stuff. So everyone knew her, and then boom. And how they got Whitey Bulger, because Whitey's a smart guy. He would never leave, right? How they he got was him. connected. They called. He was lived. He lived in the apartment building, and they called. They had the janitor of the, the FBI went to the janitor of the apartment complex and said, call Whitey Bulger. Call this apartment unit and tell him someone broke into his locker downstairs. Nice. So it wasn't, wasn't the cops that kicked in Bulger's door or anything. They needed... These guys are smart, Cam. Whitey Bulger's not going to fall for anything dumb, right? He's not just going to randomly go somewhere. But Whitey Bulger lived in this apartment complex for like the last eight years or something. He's just some dumb old man, supposedly. So he has a relationship with the landlord of the building. 
the landlord says, ah, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Smith, you know, <laughs> someone broke into your locker downstairs. Bulger goes into the parking garage downstairs. And done. Boom. FBI are waiting <laughs> exactly. for him. Exactly. Can't escape that one. And Bulger, Bulger supposedly told him, like, when it happened, I effing knew it. Yeah, that vibe. I guess that as he was sort of going in there, he was thinking, what am, I, what am I doing here? And then, boom. Either way, he was done. I mean, they knew where he was. I think I was watching, that was just the way they, they stung him, was, right? Yeah, I was watching the hunt with John Walsh. I think they caught one of the guys in Toronto, one of these guys. There's a lot of loose killers out there. And I'm going to tell, I'm gonna tell you another thing, Brancy. If you are, like, in that business, like, I don't even know how, like, with today's uh, technology, like, think about the things you could have done back in the day compared to now. Like, no wonder none of these crimes were solved in the 60s Well, you could disappear then. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, it's it's tough now. Like, I don't know. If you pull off a, cr- a crime and don't get caught, like, that's... It's like the dudes that escape... Tough. It's like the dudes that escape from Alcatraz. The guys... Um, and, you know, I'm sure you've seen the movie with Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And in real life, you know, the the family, the uh, the Clarence brothers, they're Clarence the Angle brothers. Angle, that's it. The Angle brothers, they... Um, they never liked it. They're the family of that the whole thing because the movie makes Clint Eastwood a hero, like he's the fu- yeah. he's the leader. Yeah, and the other brothers were along for the ride. Yeah. But I guess in reality, in real yeah. life, different, it, a little bit. Different. It was actually the brothers' <laughs> idea. It was the brothers' scheme that we, you know, what we'll go through here and we'll do this, and the other guy was just sort of there. Like they were all equally smart in on a deal, but the brothers weren't just along for the ride. The brothers actually scheme the brothers broke out of another jail before like they were known professional jail yeah, they broke out of a couple yeah. of places before in the 50s etc so they broke out of alcatraz and there's always been the debate did they make it right what happened did they get swept away in the pacific ocean under the golden gate bridge did sharks get them um did they die of hypothermia in the water did they make it to the other side of angel island because, of course, they found their stuff at Angel Island. There's an island out there, and they found their stuff there. But was someone waiting for them there at Angel Island? Like, how would they – you go from one island to another. Dude, they had helicopters from Alcatraz on yeah, that island exactly. hours later, right? So the real – and, of course, they said, of course, they never got away, right? Alcatraz, nobody's ever escaped. They died. It's one of America – it's one of the world's biggest mysteries, what really yeah. ever happened. But it's pretty much been solved – that they made it. The brothers made it. And, you know, the brothers made it, and the other dude, the Eastwood character, made it as well. And he actually died in, like, Missouri or something yeah. like that. He was like an old dude. He just sort of shut up after. Became a recluse. And it was basically one of these deals where, like, one of his, like, cousins or, like, you know, someone asked, Uncle, uh, Uncle Eddie, are you the guy that broke out of Alcatraz? And... Uh, sort of he was old you know what i mean and, and but he never really let on like he was very that's smart like he he was smart but the two brothers i saw a thing of this u.s marshal actually did a thing on it and he admitted he goes i hate to admit it but they beat us he goes the official word is we'll never know but he goes they beat us they 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 did this they won they yeah. got away and the two dudes the two brothers actually sent a picture from Argentina to taunt them. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Vacation pics. In like 1976 or something, Cam. 1978. That's fantastic. They sent a picture. The two brothers were in Argentina in like a field, and they both had sort of had thumbs up. They even like they had tans, and they were yeah. smiling and stuff, and they had thumbs up. And uh, But my whole point is 
Now that's impossible. Of course it is. Yeah, no, you can't. You yeah. can't go to an airport now. You can't no. get on a plane. Facial recognition. Yeah, and you can't even like you can't like in the old days, Cam. You used to be able to smuggle drugs and stuff. You could rent a plane. Oh, for yourself. sure you could. And basically stay, well, yeah, yeah we're going to go to Jamaica. We're going to fly from Jamaica to Miami, and we're going to drop it off Miami. In the 70s and stuff, there was no. <laughs> there might have been a Coast Guard plane, yeah. but. Bottom line there's now, like, yeah. things are tough. Dude, now there's radars, sensors, <laughs> drones. Like, you can't. Yeah. I was funny. It's funny. I saw, I was thinking about it today. I was walking down the street, and I noticed cameras sort of in a lot of places. I was looking right. up, and. and um, I was reading something recently. The future is going to be, Cam, um, instead of cameras or law enforcement and police, they're just going to have, like, mosquito-sized drones. Imagine. Something the size of a mosquito yeah, like a or the size like a of coin. a dime yep. flying in the sky. You'll, you won't even be able to see it hovering low. Just like a, a fly. And there'll be yeah. flies, but there'll really be surveillance doing facial recognition on everyone who walks down the street. Wow. It's an army of, like, little robotic flies. That's crazy, man. I thought the cameras were bad enough. They're yeah. everywhere. And you're... it could, so and then if you're, like, wanted yeah. or something, no, this, this, this fly could basically sort of hover around you. It's like a drone. It would hover around you, and then, you know, the real, they could just pull up in a car. Hey, sir, Mr. Stewart. I firmly believe right now when I'm watching TV, it's watching me. <laughs> like it feels that way all the time. Like, you know what I mean? There's something inside the TV that's no, it knows what's going on. Anyway, it knows what's going on. <laughs> it does. It really it, does, though. But some of them do. Uh, come this, on, you're, no, it does. This TV that is on right here, this Toshiba is not. No, but there it's are. It's not a smart TV. This yeah. is an older TV. It's not. Uh, There's nothing in that one. No, but you you are correct. Trust me. All the new TVs, they can watch you. They can hear you, too. I don't like... All computers can hear you. Like, Mark Zuckerberg is listening. Facebook listens to you. Like, they are listening. Like, you and I could be sitting here... Yeah, doing a show. Like, you know, after the show. No, I'm talking oh, about after, after the, the show. show yeah. And Facebook is spying on you, audio, through your computer. The government can do it. Anyone can do it. Seems like a hell of a lot of people to hackers, monitor. Hackers can oh, do it. Oh, hackers, yes. And so how many people are they monitoring? That's that's the, I guess, that's a big data billions, brother. Yeah, billions. billions Everybody at once. Yeah. But then they get into keywords because everybody. Yeah, that's so, the thing. you got to separate everything, right? So, yeah. So basically, if you say, uh, you know, bomb, kill, terrorist a bunch of times. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes, you set off. Uh, what about vodka, marijuana, cocaine? Not not high enough. You need to, it's it's kind of like the second tier of uh, yeah. I, just, I don't I don't I'm, I'm not going to lie and tell you I know their yeah, so their you, algorithm. I'm just I'm, I'm just asking. I, but <laughs> let's break it down. Yeah, I, but no, it's a good point though. If you notice, there hasn't been a rush of minor arrests. Like, listen, they've been spying on us for a while. Like, yeah. wholeheartedly spying. They hear everything you say, but it's not new people. Any, and if you buy any, if you read the fine print when you buy a cell phone, it says we cannot protect your privacy. This is not a private conversation. They let you know. You forget about people spying on you with the airwaves and stuff. It's not exclusive. When you're buying some stupid piece of crap cell phone from Seven Eleven, it's not like you have some exclusive no. satellite in the sky that no one can use. <laughs> exactly. Your phone is nine bucks. You're using a shared freaking <laughs> signal with, a, you know, 18 exactly. million other people. 
Like, remember in the old days, Cam, with like landlines? Remember sometimes you'd hear other, other people's conversations? conversations. Happen all that. the time. I know. And clearly. Cross wires. Clearly. Oh, I know. I used to get it I used all to hear the couples time. arguing. Oh, I know. Like, talk, it, you know, like, I gotta oh, be, I got to be honest with you, I miss it. You don't, get, nice. you don't get that shit it was with sort cell of like, phone. Yeah, it was sort of like AM radio. I when you have it in the background, oh, yeah. you'd use the phone. You'd hear like, hi, mom, love you, mom. And you'd hear like, or you would hear people's conversations. People would dial you right before them. and But like crazy shit used to happen with yeah, phone, yeah, if you didn't man. hang up, you yeah. just, it would hey, start someone else. You're still there. Why are you here? Yeah, you joined someone else's conversation I, I, randomly. I told you, we're doing a show where it's called Less Technology. Yesterday, we talked about bringing back pagers. And I'm on the same thing, man. I want it back the other way. Because good things happen, man. It's right now with technology, just the way people see it. My banking information, we talk about bank wires, everything. But my point well, is. I'm hating it, man. My point was going to be, too, is that. I don't like it. You know, we know they're listening to him. Oh, here he is. Look. He looks like a killer, too. No, yeah. Like, you no, could, no regret. No, you meet that guy. That guy looks, that's pure evil right there. Police use DNA genealogically. See how you tell the people what I talked about? It's always the eyes. I don't think I said. Oh, look it's at the always eyes. the eyes. No, they have it. Dead eyes. Yeah, he's got dead eyes. When you have dead eyes like that, be careful of people with eyes like that. Sunken dead eyes. <laughs> Dangerous. This is unbelievable. How long they were looking for the Golden State Killer, dude? This this case it's was like, like 40 years. Oh, yes. Yes. You talked about it. He used to taunt the people, call back. He, he, this guy was like a mastermind criminal, man. You said it. Started up in Northern California. Sacramento went down, up and down, up and down. They weren't even on this guy's trail, bro. Like they had, the cops had nothing. This is crazy. It's amazing that they get him all these years later. I know. It's shocking, actually. Better late than never, though. Oh, I agree with you. Like uh, I saw the, uh, I saw a couple of the victims' families, and uh, it's actually one of the women is still alive, actually, and she's very happy yeah. that like they've got the guy. Think about how how it ruined their lives if you're if you yeah, survive a little bit, a little, like little bit of closure yeah. at least. Wish right? they got him before, but that's good. Yeah, it is good news. He really does look like the dude He's, from uh, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. He sure does, man. Evil. <laughs> It's an evil world. It sure is, buddy. It sure is, man. <laughs> it's a cold, it's a cold, cold world. Cold, evil it world. It can be. It can be. All right. Uh, Big Mur says, I'm pissing myself laughing thinking of Cam wearing a full baklava playing poker. I used to do it all the time, Big It'd be Murph. great with a big ski mask. I did. I used to wear it, then I quit. That's what the Golden State Killer wore, yeah, ski mask. I know, but he wasn't playing cards. Man, anytime I see someone with a ski mask, I think they're getting ready to rob a bank. I was in a store when I was like six years old, and a guy with like pantyhose over his face robbed the store. I'm still haunted by it. But he told me to take a card. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, as we see here, 
yesterday's No Agenda radio program. More than 200 Android mobile applications listen superstitiously for ultrasonic beacons embedded in audio that are used to track users and serve them with targeted advertising. It's the whole thing. People are always worried about the government spying on you. It's not even a government. The government doesn't give a crap. Oh. So that was my whole point before. The do, we, do we have a Bano uh, here? Is Ian Cameron uh, with us yet, Flora? Uh, oh, yeah, so cool. that's, that's the whole thing with um, if a Bano will join us in a second. So people are always worried about the government. That's what I was, my original point was. Despite them spying on everybody all the time. Dude, you bet with a bookie. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're not they're not kicking your door in. No, they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you, you bring up a great point about Like they're not yeah. like people's yeah. It's um Gabe, I'm gonna tell you, I get emails from the websites that I go to now and it's with like embedded in the news. I'll get fried chicken with gambling. Exactly. With, with, like, it's like, yeah, you said it. Like, you, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. They know me. They know exactly. I get food coupons. I get grocery coupons. I get betting stuff. Get 20 items all related to the stuff you love. It's no, a you're, no, you're exactly no, right. No, I, I look at it. I'm like, I get, okay, CBS Sports. I mean, no, no, I, you're right. Hey, like, I'm like, I tra- hell, how I, do they know me? I travel a lot. Dude, I get ambushed with stuff. Oh, yeah. I get Flight ambushed. Hub. Flight Hub. I bought, uh, I went to the Raptor playoff game. Yep. Stub Hub stuff. I got ticket ads up the exactly. ass. Exactly. But my whole point is, even though like they're they're spying on everyone, it's not like, oh, you know what, sir? Yeah, we know that uh, you know you 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 did this. We know you didn't claim this. You know, two dollars. Like they're not using it for mass multiple arrest. At least you know that's that's one thing. Yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. It depends if things yeah, get yeah, desperate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. But my whole, yeah. I was going to say it's the corporations that spy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like Major League Baseball that spies on. <laughs> that's it. right. Bart Simpson. Yeah. Major League Baseball. Yeah, Bart was right. Remember they said Bart's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He was right. Uh, that was the best at the end. Actually, little Mark McGuire. Actually, little Bart is correct. Major League yeah, baseball, baseball is spying spy. on you. <laughs> And he's like, well, why is Major League Baseball? Well, I could tell you, but uh, you want me to tell you why or you want me to see me hit some dingers? <laughs> dingers! Dingers! And he's so smacking dingers. <laughs> so bad. Bart, uh, Bart's convinced Major League Baseball is spying on him. And they were. <laughs> that's right. What was that drug he was on? Focusing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, little Bart is right. We have it. We have been spying on him and everybody. Hey, let's bring in Babano right oh, now. Man. Ian Cameron, sportsmemo.com, SBR, YouTube, SBR Jack of all trades. What's up, Babano? Yeah, we need to give the Cleveland Browns organization a bit of that drug. Focus in. Focus in on screwing up for a change. <laughs> that's a good call, Babano. That's a good one, Babano. Nice. That's, that's a good what a call. What a brutal, what a brutal draft. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah. they get a stockpile picks. These guys, as Gabe said, we were just watching like TV. They're the monkey squad. Like The Cleveland Browns are just unbelievable. Sir. I would have. Uh... <laughs> I don't even know what you say. Like, uh, I, I'm not even a Cleveland Brown fan, Babano. It's funny. I woke up this morning. It was one of the first things I thought of. I was like, man, did they really take Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward one and four? Like, I, I, I'm still, I'm still scratching my head about it. But I guess not. They're the Cleveland Browns, and I guess it's a nice warning for stupid morons like me and Cam, who thought, oh yeah, I'm going to bet the Browns over four and a half this year. <laughs> I don't want any part of this franchise, dude. I was stupid for even uttering it. It's unbelievable. I mean, if you, even if you think Baker Mayfield's your quarterback, you like his skill set. You like the potential he might give to this organization down the road. There is not a, another NFL team 
There's not a CFL team. Hell, there's not an arena football league team that I think was the least bit interested in drafting Baker Mayfield number one overall last night. You didn't have to take him in that spot. I am absolutely stunned that they gave themselves a second chance to screw up, he and they sure enough did Pateno. it. He wouldn't have went, honestly, I think, until that Miami-Arizona range yeah, yeah, well, where Josh Rosen, Rosen went, went at 10. Yeah. Because I called it out earlier. Like you said, if you wanted Mayfield and you're Cleveland, all right, you got the fourth pick, too. The New York Giants in the two-hole weren't taking Baker Mayfield. They weren't even taking a quarterback. They were they were praying that Saquon Barkley was going to be there, and it got him. So then, essentially, all you're doing is hoping the New York Jets don't take Baker Mayfield, and the Jets weren't taking Mayfield. Everybody knew they liked Sam Darnold. Right? They like the big strapping Sam Darnold. So, and then you could have gotten Mayfield at four. You could have traded down. It's just, it's amazing to me, Babano, how they, they screwed this up as royally as they did. Yeah, and now we're looking at more pain, agony, and torture, and blues, and everything else in between for the Cleveland Browns for likely the next couple of seasons at least. It sets back your rebuild. Uh, I think like our boy Degenerate Dean said last night, uh, Babano, in the chat. He goes, so, hey, guys, who are the Browns taking number one next year? (laughs) (laughs) Another quarterback. What do you think? (laughs) Oh, never mind the fact they have Tyrod Taylor, who's sort of the same style as Baker Mayfield, except better, who's actually been in the NFL. Correct. Then, oh, yeah, makes $16 million a year. A lot of cake. They're just, they're idiots, Babano. Like, we can go on and on and on about their stupidity. No, but, Gabe, I'm still staring at Seattle Seahawks, Rashard Penny. Like, that's, I I didn't even know where to begin. That's one of the, it's one of the, I hate to say it's one of the worst first-round draft picks in the history. There's another perfect example, Cam. I mean, Rashard Penny's a great player at San Diego State. Don't get me wrong, but you you don't need to, yeah, you didn't need to get him late first round he would have been there second third round even slow down you know you don't have to everybody now in this new era of the nfl draft we want our guy we're scared to death that we may not get him we're going to just jump up to these ludicrous positions to pick guys that really shouldn't don't belong to be picked where they end up getting picked you can get better players yeah. by accident it's sometimes it's your you let other players let other teams yeah exactly i can repeat it a million times but the dallas cowboys we're ready to take Connor Cook. They were five minutes away from taking Connor Cook. The Raiders, one pick before, took Connor Cook. The Cowboys were, like, angry in the war room. They were like, son of a bitch. Like, they were pissed. And as I stated, Stephen Jones and one scout said, all right, Dak Prescott. And Jerry Jones, like, I don't really whatever, you know. And they sort of walked out of the room. They were so upset. Dak Prescott, well, you know, we know what happened there. Sometimes, like, that's what the Browns, like, you know, like on fantasy drafts, uh, guys, like when it has auto pick, the Browns would be better off going to auto pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, like, that yeah, is a great call. They really would be better off just going auto pick. Like, basically, like there's a rule. Listen, if you're not here, we're just going to take the best available player. They would have been better off like that. Auto pick. I'm All a- right, we got Barkley and Chubb. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm embarrassed to admit this, Gabe, but my buddy in our league won, won a draft on auto pick. Really? Yeah, huh? it was the craziest thing we've ever seen. That, yeah, like it's easiest it, draft it, to it, win it's only in history. Once. <laughs> Did, didn't overthink it. No, he didn't overthink it. <laughs> he crushed auto pick. Didn't overthink it. I always get screwed. I had an auto pick once. Yeah. I was doing a draft with uh, Engel and Cardano about a bunch of high shark guys. <laughs> Sharks. I'm rolling along. My first four picks are great. Stupid Google or Yahoo, whatever, man. It froze and stuff. I got locked out of the draft and. The auto pick wasn't so good. It drafted EJ Manuel for me. <laughs> like, I was like, son of a bitch. Like, really? Are you kidding me? That's the quarterback that you auto pick gave me? 
Uh, but anyways, but bad. Right, you know what so I say Jets. to the people that win on auto pick? You know what I would do about them if they ever won with auto pick? I'd say get the hell out. You don't deserve to win this draft auto pick. Make the time. Sit down. Make the picks yourselves. So you don't deserve the cash. That's all there is to it. Yeah, we were kind of saying that. Then we were so embarrassed that auto pick won. You, you, you let them back. But anyway. All right. So, Preds, um, Preds and Jets should be. This is going to be a great series. It's ridiculous that they're playing each other in the second round. Sure is. But whatever. You know, we, we go over this over and over about the stupidity of Gary Bettman in the National Hockey League. But nevertheless, we have the two t- best teams in the Western Conference playing against each other uh, in the second round. Like, that, that, let that sink in. Uh, but um, it should be a hell of a series, uh, Babano. Uh, Nashville, Nashville um, had their way in a regular season. One thing that catches my eye, and I'm more of an under-better, but guys... Um, you know, they, they scored what a combined forty-one goals in in, in the games that they played. Yeah, they got uh, this year. Crazy stuff. Uh, you know, five and a half. I just can't take the under here, and I don't really want to lay the price with Nashville tonight either. But, but we know that uh, Nashville's great home team. Yeah, and we know that Winnipeg's not great on the road either. What do you make of the series and the game tonight, Bobano? Yeah, I think Winnipeg's got a live shot. I took a little plus 120 on the series price. Game one, I don't love them too much tonight in particular. Nashville is, I wouldn't actually surprise me, even though I think Winnipeg's got a puncher's chance uh, to win the series for Nashville to get off to a good start and win game one tonight. They've been a very, very good home one, uh, game one home team in the playoffs uh, over the years. And I totally agree. It should be a higher scoring series because when you look at it, Four of the five regular season meetings went over the total. You had a bunch of five, four, six, three, six, yeah. four games. That one under goals. forty-one exactly. goals in five games. So we're talking yeah. about uh, an average of over five goals, uh, eight goals a game. Pretty crazy. And the one under, the one under was a three-to-one game, but there were seventy-eight combined shots on goal in that game. Forty-five for Nashville, thirty-three for Winnipeg. So the goaltending was out of this world in that one under three to one. So uh, there were chances that game probably should have went over the total as Pretty well. Crazy. So five, three, it is. six, they played five, three Nashville, six, four Winnipeg, yep. six, five, five Nashville, yep. three, one Nashville, five, four Winnipeg. Now it's and the, the three, playoffs. one game could have easily flew over. Yeah. 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 Now it's the, yeah, it's only five and a half. I'm almost surprised it's not a six. <laughs> I am too. Uh, I am too. And Are I think we're going to see over? a six. I am. Yeah, definitely. Uh, five and a half. And uh, I was surprised we're not going to see a six uh, here in game one. And I think you're going to have to jump on this quickly because I think if you see a six, four game here tonight, you're going to get a six total or higher uh, in game two. So take advantage of the value now uh, at the five and a half number. Connor Hellebuck's got over three goals against average and sub 900 save percentage against Nashville. So this team has been a little bit of a bugaboo for him. Rene got lit up. I remember in one game for five goals when he faced the Jets. So, uh, I think both teams are underrated defensively. I don't want to take that away from them. They're very good goals against, but when they meet up against one another, we've seen pace, we've seen chances, we've seen penalties and power plays, probably see more of the same tonight. Well, Babano, i got to admit it on the air, uh, Gabe, I'm a stooge. For thinking San Jose could play with Vegas last night, Babano, like, let's just call out for what it is. That was brutal. Vegas is amazing. I can't believe they won the game 7 to nothing. They're minus 300 in the series They're going to go 16-0 on the way to the Cup. (laughs) What's your – this is an expansion. I don't even even know where to begin. Does San Jose even, like, have a chance? Can they bounce back from that? Vegas is now minus 300 in the series, buddy. What do you think? 
You know, it's funny because I thought Cam coming into this series that here's San Jose with a little bit more youth, a little bit more speed and depth up front with the Marcus Sorensons and your Melker Carlsons of the world that are pretty good bottom six forwards. They'd be able to have a little bit more speed, handle Vegas. That looked like the same damn San Jose team I saw last night that played Edmonton last year in the first round. They couldn't handle the Oilers' speed uh, in the first round last year, and they looked identical to that team last night uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights, just too fast. Too many good forward lines, too many good forwards that could just beat the defensemen. And boy, Brent Burns, I mean, what a terrible game he had. He was awful. That's about as horrendous a game as I think I've ever seen him play. Brent Burns has asked to learn right now, enough with the Jack Link's beef jerky ads, enough Sasquatch, enough of that crap. Get back on the ice, do some defense here in game two, because you got to play a lot better coming up tomorrow night uh, against uh, Vegas if your team's going to bounce back. And now you've got this Evander Kane potential suspension hanging over the head of the San Jose team. He may not play. He may get suspended for that hit he had last night uh, in game one. So that could be an even bigger blow uh, here for the Sharks. Peter DeBoer's got a good mindset. I liked his demeanor in the press conference last night saying, you know, they don't give Vegas four points. They don't give them two wins for winning seven, nothing last night. It's just one win, but boy, they've got a hell of a lot of a gap to make up from that performance to what they do Saturday night. I don't trust them. They're going to throw everything at Vegas. I understand that they're embarrassed, but I think Vegas, I'm reluctant to go against them. They look like they had decided speed edges last night in game one. I don't know if San Jose can reverse that very easily. All right, let's head quickly on Boston and Tampa series, and then uh, we've only got about four minutes left, so then we'll get to tonight's NBA card or uh, baseball, if anything you like. Pabana, what do you make of the Boston-Tampa series in game, uh, game one? Uh, game one, I don't have much on this series. I think Boston's got a chance uh, in this series, but game one, I'm going to sit back and wait. You know, Bruins coming off the big series against Toronto. It went seven games. It was intense. It was emotional. Came back in the third period to win. They might be a little flat in game one. Tampa's well-rested. Uh, I could see Tampa win in game one. I'm not crazy about laying the price, but I do think Bruins have a chance. They need more from Rask, though. Uh, the Tuka Rask that played in game seven against Toronto is not going to be the Tuka Rask that gets the job done against Tampa Bay. He's going to have to step it up. Uh, the other series, you know, Pittsburgh and Washington, to me, uh, it's hard for me to trust Washington. That is a brutal missed opportunity last night to finally get this albatross around their neck out of their system, never winning the second round, never beating Pittsburgh. They had that game. They were up 2 nothing. no Malkin, no Hagelin, and they still find a way to lose. Real bad sign for Washington going forward. Thursday sucked. I hated last night. It was just a bad, a bad night all around. But, Banna, what about the NBA card? We got some interesting, very short lines in the other games. Washington and Toronto. Now Toronto winning one and a half, two fourteen and a half. We know about the high totals with no D. And Indiana, uh, one and a half against Cleveland, total 203. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Toronto and Indiana. What do you think about this one? And you got an opinion on the Utah OKC game? I think I'm a bit of an idiot for even betting the Raptors tonight, but I did. But I got a good number. It was two, two plus two when I bet it. It's uh, the Raptors are a favorite now. People going nuts for the Otto Porter injury news. There's no doubt about that. But if the Raptors are a number one seed and are trying to prove to themselves, hey, we can get to an NBA Finals, it's time to show some backbone some spine, and close out a damn series on the road in a game six for a change. Enough of these game sevens. I'm sick of them. Don't get this back to Air Canada Centre for a game seven. Finish the thing tonight. I think, I think the Raptors will do it, and I sure hope they do. I think they can uh, as well. What about uh, the Pacers and the Cavaliers? Uh, is that series going uh, seven games? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it goes seven, because Indiana, every loss... 
was close. Yeah, a little concerned that that was just so painful losing on the buzzer beater by LeBron at the buzzer uh, in game five. But I think they got one more uh, bounce back hump up effort in them back home. Uh, that uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse has been a great haven for them. Crowd's been into it this whole series. That series, Indiana Cleveland, I think deserves seven games, and I think they're going to get it. Uh, I, I definitely looked at Indiana tonight. Uh, I agree. Yep. Uh, so we're on the same thing. We're on the Raptors, Indiana. Anything on the baseball board, buddy? That's a very, very what busy about, What about Oklahoma City? Oklahoma City. Uh, about Utah, that yeah. yeah, Oklahoma City. I'm telling you what, if Utah, I think Utah ends it tonight. I'm not going to lay six and a half, but if they don't, uh, they're in big trouble in game seven. Tampa Bay Rays, guys. I think they're a live dog tonight. Blake Snell's been excellent. Boston can't hit lefties very well, not even close to the way they hit righties. I think the Rays as a dog worth a look. Ian Cameron, check him out uh, at, at Bobano on uh, Twitter, sportsmemo.com, SBR picks. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Houston Astros are minus 180 favorites tonight against the visiting Oakland Athletics. Dallas Keuchel against uh, Sean Manaya. Manaya, of course, coming off of his uh, no-hit performance over the Boston Red Sox. The Astros are minus 180. They, you know, if Manaya didn't pitch a no-hitter in his last start, it'd probably be like minus 220 or something like that. And generally, generally, pitchers don't pitch well after pitching a no-hitter. And everyone will sure. jump on board tonight on DraftKings or, you know, oh, I ain't pitching no hitter last time, and people will bet on him and stuff. But There's a lot of factors working against Oakland. Manaya coming off that, they're on the road against Houston. Price is under 200 a buck 80 Yeah, it, it seems like the Astros are definitely worthy of putting in some parlays. I'm not, I'm not forcing any baseball picks uh, tonight. If something comes oh, yeah. naturally to us, and I'll pull And the White Sox beat the Royals last night. We're all, hey, the Royals, good stuff. Junis and company. Yeah. Bunch of jerks. Of all nights, the oh, White yeah, Sox. Yeah, hey, the White Sox show up with a, a, a basically a triple-A lineup there. But that's, that's the way it goes in the uh, with baseball. Cubs are know. winning 3-2 uh, right now. Yep. So uh, the Washington Nationals and uh, Arizona, nice pitching matchup tonight. Godley and Strasburg yes. this evening. The Nationals are minus 145. Uh, Godley plus 125. Total is seven. Uh, I don't really I'm, – I'm trying to get more disciplined and uh, selective. So I'm not going to bet uh, this game because it's a tough game. It could go either way. The Atlanta Braves, man, they got uh, Tehran on the hill tonight against Aaron Nola. Tehran's actually a better pitcher away from that launching pad. The Phillies shouldn't be one. Atlanta. They shouldn't be 165 in this game. It's one of those things. Sure, they can win, but that's a bad tag. If you like the favorite, I would have made them yeah. in that game about a buck forty. Total not feels 65. total feels low yeah, at seven, seven and, and a half, half with all that powerful, all those bats. It does feel a two two lineups. Low. It does feel. Low. I never win when I bet on overs. That's though. it. <laughs> yeah, <what are> you... <laughs> all right, Chris. Chris Tillman's pitching tonight. Uh, man, he's um, he'll drive you crazy. You know like, what? Actually, like, I like he... Baltimore tonight. Fires is uh, that's a guy who can get into a lot of trouble for Detroit. 
I, I think Baltimore, they've been very disappointing this season, but this is a very good spot for them tonight. Only laying 15 cents. I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I'm just telling you I, I like the Baltimore Orioles. I'm not going to make it a huge play, but uh, I think fading Detroit on the road is a good move. I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm going to pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mikolas. Oh, yeah, Mikolas, the Greek god. Yeah, Mikolas. A lot of Greek uh, yeah. teams. The Greeks the Greek are coming freak. on. Um, Greece going to have a great Olympic team. <laughs> Moustakis, Mikolas. Um, St. Louis Cardinals and the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, tonight. Cardinals playing good baseball, actually. Minus 130. Tough game. Uh, Historically, Pittsburgh beat them all the time yeah, in Pittsburgh. I almost want to take Pittsburgh as a 10-cent home dog, but to your point just <laughs> that you made earlier, not going to go on every game. Just don't have the bankroll to do that right now. Pass. Strowman's been getting hit. Strowman's minus 150. You know what? I like the over in this game. Strowman's minus 150, plus 130, Rangers 8.5. Strowman's going to get hit. Miner's going to get hit. I, that total seems very low because, yeah, Strowman's not an ace anymore. This guy looks – he doesn't look right at all. I want—I don't want to lay 50 cents with the Toronto Blue Jays. I like the over eight and a half with uh, Miner and Strowman. All right, here's where I'm going to bite here. Yeah, you're right. Even though uh, I, I do think Arena is a good pitcher. Um, Mr. Anderson? Yeah, I got to take uh, Tyler Anderson uh, here. Colorado Rockies, come on, man. Minus 130, they're just too good. They're just too good. Not for me to bite on this at minus one thirty against the Marlins. You're biting. <laughs> That's baseball is so crazy, man. It's tough. Like I, I look at Colorado. Listen, the Marlins. Picks. Yeah, but the Marlins yeah. only win like once yeah. every four days. So you know they're gonna win yeah. once every three or once every four days. But basically, anytime I get an opportunity to bet against the Marlins at under one fifty, you know one sixty, one fifty, mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump up. And Colorado just you know they've got way they're way more bats. talent. Yep. All right, Seattle and uh, Cleveland. Kluber, minus 240. Number's too high here. That's why Cleveland, we talk about this in the market watch. Every time Carrasco, Kluber, and their starters, you're going to I'm not taking Seattle. I think Cleveland will win the game, but pass. I'm not laying 240 with, I don't care if it's Corey Kluber. No thanks. Snell and Pomeranz. Uh, Bobano might be onto something there. Snell's been pitching a lot better. Plus 145 looks good, but I'll tell you one thing. Getting in front of Boston at home is a bad idea. I'd rather look at it from the perspective that uh, minus 165 isn't a lot to lay for Boston when they're playing at home, mm. especially against the race. I would make that argument. That's a tough one, though. I, you know, but it's a live dog. Snell's, Snell's no, pitching sir, yeah, well. That's the thing. I'm just saying the Red Sox at yeah. home, that's why I don't get in front of them. That's... My deal is just, listen, you've got NHL playoff hockey tonight, and I've got three NBA playoff games. And the NBA playoff games, we're getting into elimination games now, Cam. Yeah. I know I'm going to – I would I like betting on events that I know I'm getting a maximum exactly. effort. Exactly. Like, exactly. basically, if the Boston Red Sox lose tonight – who cares? Yeah, who yeah. cares? Who gonna, cares? It's not going to affect yeah. your bankroll, but if Toronto and Indiana, that's a whole different story. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know baseball too. It's very random. A lot of the time, things are too good to be true. Like last night, we were all on, like we were, the Royals. We yeah. were all on the Royals. And my buddy it made Vince, a lot of sense. My buddy Vince is like, I'll give him credit. I think he's like a 70, 75 percent guy. Baseball dogs. He hits them. He's he has a gift. And he liked the Royals last night too. The fact that we were all on it. But hey. That's baseball, man. Stuff like this happens all the time. I can't believe it. I remember the last time Duffy did face the White Sox, though. He got absolutely rocked. I think he gave up like six or seven runs in one inning. He got smoked. That game's a pick em. Tough game. I don't want to lay it down. The White Sox, to trust them to win again. The Royals are, you know what, though? The Royals are awful, too. Two horrible teams. The Royals suck, Marincy. They're bad. If you want a live dog tonight, I think it's the uh, the Angels. With Heaney against Severino? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can, I can buy into you that. You get plus yeah, 130 yeah. on your home field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at that. It's, uh, and DeGrom. I'll tell you another thing. No, no, who I Degrom minus one sixty. I'll take Degrom in the Mets here. He's yeah. just too good. I was going to say the other thing. The way you like Dodgers, I don't trust. The way you like Colorado, I do trust the Dodgers because I could tell you something about Derek Holland. He's one of the worst pitchers in baseball, uh, and uh, Ryu, he'll get it done. Actually, I feel confident laying one forty five. Yeah, you're with the right. Dodgers, it's, all, I know. I'm just, I, it's just because hey, it's nothing about the Giants bats. Holland is horrible. He is a like that is the epitome. Yeah, I can't. Of that I can't say. Well, there, there is a difference putting putting players stack in a lineup because I do have a few Dodgers in my DK lineup tonight. So I can't state I don't like the Dodgers. Um, just you know, we've been talking. They're a bit from the market watch perspective. Cam, they Burn, are, no, they're money burners. Yeah. Every time I take, they're them, eleven and twelve, and they're they're heavily favored every day. Hey, Gabe, and part, they're a sub five hundred team. It's just a yeah, reality. Part of the reason I'm in the buying that I'm in this week, whatever, with the Washington comebacks because of the Dodgers. I've been throwing them in parlays. They don't win. Hershaw can't even get a win. He's been getting hit. These guys don't hit. That's the problem with the Dodgers is they're a dangerous team to take because sometimes they just don't hit, and it sucks. But tonight, 145 against the Giants, sure. Who knows? <laughs> it's tough, man, because I know they're a better team you than know, what they're indicating. Yeah, you know what's crazy, though, between reality and perception Dodgers have 11 wins. You know how many wins San Francisco have? How many? 11. Interesting. Yep. San Francisco are 11 and 13. The Dodgers are 11 and 12. Like, what's the, you know, like I'm saying, the Dodgers are an average baseball team, right? Yeah, they are. And you're laying minus 145 on the road. Significant pitching advantage tonight, though. That's the only, that's the only thing I think. Yeah, Derek Holland uh, he, he, gave up four runs in six innings against uh, the LA that's actually Angels good for last him. Saturday. That's good for him. He, he's He's brutal. He is bad. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put the baseball The Holland together. is bad. There's no reason why the Dodgers' bats don't get going here. Exactly, exactly. But you said it. We have bigger fish Gave to fry. Gave up 31 home runs last yeah, year. He, he, he's awful. We have bigger fish to fry. Big NBA games, you're right. The hockey game, Bobano's talking about the total. I think I might take a shot with the Jets tonight. I don't know. Like, I know yeah, Vegas got it done. I'm sorry. You're giving me 45 damn cents with a, with a very good hockey team. Nashville is good. Don't get me wrong. They're wicked at home. But what I saw from that Colorado series, man, they were really lax defensively. Tuka Rask wasn't his best. So I think we can jump on Winnipeg as a nice pooch tonight. All right. Uh, so we talked about Baker Mayfield going uh, first uh, overall. Yeah. Strange pick. But, you know, we, we can spend all day talking about this. We it can. just It doesn't make sense. You know, they say he's 6'1". He's really not uh, 6'1". He's 6. He's the shortest quarterback to be drafted in the National Football League in the first round of the last 20 years with the exception of one guy. You know who that guy was? Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Johnny Manziel 2.0 here you know, from, from an attitude perspective. He's better than Johnny Manziel is. I, you know, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be a bust. I don't think it'll be one of these deals where he freaking sucks, sucks, but... He's not worthy of a number one pick, and I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be a, a regular starter in the NFL camp. I'm not. I'm I think not. he'll flirt with being a starter, sort of battle, hang around five, six years, but I don't think he'll ever. He's not. I don't believe he'll be an NFL star. Nothing's definitive, but yeah. I don't believe he'll be an NFL star. This is the problem that I have with like Baker Mayfield in, in comparison to other quarterbacks, Darnell and, and uh, Rosen. Baker Mayfield's going to Cleveland, Gabe. Eventually, he's going to start, and you know what's going to happen? Yep. Bad things. And with a guy with his temperament, when bad things happen, he doesn't really seem like the guy that could shake it off. No. 
Once you it know, starts going, going back, back that's yeah. what I'm saying. And you saw that a that's perfect, what I said. a perfect example. The Kansas Jayhawk fans rattle. Yeah, What's yeah. going to happen when he goes to Pittsburgh? Even the bowl game we saw, he was he went that they were kicking Georgia's ass. Second half, all of a sudden, ding ding, they, Georgia rips off some runs. He gets rattled. He makes mistakes. This is the big leagues now, bro. Like he has to he's change his whole by a lot attitude. Of talent, but he's yeah. going to have some problems. Yeah, he just he's, he's he, not better than Tyrod Taylor. No, he's not. So, you know, you just drafted a guy that's not, you know, with the first overall pick that's not even better than uh, the 13th to 15th best quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, Saquon Barkley, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't take a running back second overall. Well, shut up. That's why you write for a website. And, uh, you know, you're not in the National Football League. You look at all the big-time backs that have been taken over the last couple of years, and each and every one of them have been key components to their football club. I don't you know. Elliot's an idiot. Look at Fournette, what he did for Jacksonville. Yeah, he, Fournette. Cha- he changed that whole damn team. His effect. And he'll get better yes. too. It wasn't like he was a star. Well, like, oh, he's hey. so amazing. But he was efficient, and Remember, he helped them. He helped them play the way they want to play. Exactly. Not great point. And that's just that their offensive line began to bully people with his running, and that made up for the deficiencies of an average quarterback. Yeah. Bortles became decent because they had a. Freaking running and game. You look at and Elliot, every quarterback could be like that with a running people, game. People always said about uh, about Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys, man, anybody can run behind that line. You can yeah. plug anybody back there and they'll put up big numbers. Well, you know what? We saw they did it. You guys didn't win. You couldn't win without Elliott. It is pretty simple. Uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. Todd Gurley had one year where... Um, he had one year where the, the production went down a little bit. A little the offensive yeah. line was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was freaking terrible last year. Jared Goff was terrible last year. The Rams were terrible. Jeff Fisher was terrible. He still you is, go down the list. He still is terrible. Yeah, you go down gone. the list. <laughs> so, you know, Gurley has had two good years and one bad year, one average year. Gurley's a stud. Yeah. Todd Gurley was worthy of being taken over. Right. Elliott's a stud. We can go down the list. You know, Saquon Barkley really is going to give. The Giants haven't had a good running back since Tiki Barber. Let's be real. You know, they had Jennings and Jacob. Yep. They were okay. The Perkins Family Restaurants. The no. Perkins is yeah. Exactly. Here's the thing. Like, they were okay, yeah. these guys. But Tiki Barber, see, Saquon Barkley is a better football player than Tiki Barber. Now, at least projective and talent-wise, yes, talent yes. we should say. Yes. But Tiki Barber was very good. And remember that he was a big out of the backfield. Yep. Dude, Eli Manning, the Giants offensive line is a little shaky. They're going to have to get him some help. But the, Eli Manning hasn't had anybody – anybody in years that he can just drop back and say, hey, buddy, Ding. here's a little five-yard five, five yard dump pass. I'm going to get sacks. So let me just sling it to you. They haven't had that guy. I mean, we talked about it last year, about the Giants should have taken Dalvin Cook or yep. at least kicked the tires on it and considered it's been a few years that the Giants have gotten away from the identity. You, were, you look at the Bill Parcells New York Giant era. They were successful because they ran the ball uh, down your throat, man, and you couldn't stop it. And then they do some nice play action, big big Bavaro tight end. Uh, you know, they, they were a physical football team. And now you look at the, the sort of the past years of the New York Giants, more prima donna Finesse diva team, stuff. Yeah. We're going on boat rides, and we yeah. have this little flashy offense and this and that. You got away from your roots. Barkley's a perfect fit there. I love the pick at Saquon Barkley with the Giants. I don't so have do a I. problem with this. I'll tell you one thing. The Giants, for how bad they are last year, if Odell Beckham comes back with Barkley ready to go and making a couple moves, this team's going to – they were they were decimated by injuries last year, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, they, they have can, a new coach, they new can, attitude, they, they new can everything. They make improvements yeah. very quick. That's a team oh, I'm going to be, be looking right for wins over on the Giants, I think. Yeah, you know, we should take a look at their win total. Yeah, we too. should because I think that's a team you buy into right now because they can't be as bad. They're going to be a lot better. A lot better. So I like the Saquon Barkley pick. Sam Darnold. 
Sam, listen, just be, fell to him. if you remember last year, guys, and this is the thing, as you stated, Cam, it just fell to them. Since the Cleveland Browns were so stupid, it made everybody else's job harder almost, in which they had to make decisions they didn't think they were going to have to make. Right? Like, you know, the Jets getting Sam Darnold and after. You think that the Denver Broncos really thought Bradley Chubb was going to be there at five? They were. But uh, the only reason he wasn't is because the Browns had two picks and they took not <laughs> him or Barkley. Denver. Denver must be loved. That's what I'm saying. Like, everyone life. had, like, and the whole thing is, you know, it's not to pick on Baker Mayfield or Denzel Ward, but we all knew who sort of the top five ranked guys were. And the fact that Cleveland took two dudes that weren't in the top five. It was like a gold mine to everyone else. Suddenly, Arizona's like, holy shit, God, we, we, we can get Rosen. Josh Rosen at 10 now. <laughs> exactly. Because the teams at 8 and 9 aren't taking a quarterback. Like the Buffalo Bills. The Bills didn't have to give away the everything to get a trade up to 2 or 3 to get Josh Allen. They got him at 7 suddenly. Yep. Because the Browns took no quarterback you know, besides Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward. No guys in the top five. So, Sam Darnold liked the pick. I look at Sam Darnold. He reminds me of a Carson Palmer, yep. classic USC quarterback. I think he'll be in the league for years. I don't think he's a bust. No, he'll be all right. I don't. You know, he'll be a better. He'll be a good player. Sort of. He reminds me. I think his career path will sort of be like a Matt Ryan type. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, he'll be a top ten, top twelve type yep. quarterback I think in a he'll couple be good years. Too. I think the Jets. You got to like what both New York teams are doing because the Jets are on their way. I up, do man. like Josh Allen better than Darnold, though. I like Josh Allen's mobility factor. And I like the fact that Josh Allen can. Josh Allen is very mobile. Like, he's fast. It's not just always fast. He's big. He's mobile for a big guy. No, he runs. No, like, he'll take off. He does not mind running. Oh, his 40 speed's great. And he's big, so he's not intimidated. He can. He's not worried he's going to get hit because he's six foot five, 240 pounds. So he's a big kid, but Carson Wentz can do this where it's amazing. You see Carson Wentz, he's in the pocket. Couple of guys bounce off yeah, of him and stuff. Makes a huge. Then play. he rolls out and he's running, and he sort of just flicks it with his hand, man. And it's like, it's like thirty-eight yards in the air. You're like, holy crap! He didn't even set his feet, and he yeah, just slung it. Perfect ball, dude. Josh Allen can do it further. Of course he can. Josh Allen is so strong, and his arm strength is so good, and his hand and his his release. He, you can see him rolling out, and he's sort of like in trouble. He doesn't need to set up. He can just sort of flick it with his hand, and it just spirals, Cam, like 58 yards in the air. It's you said nuts. It. Like, he, yeah, his accuracy is the only issue, but you said it. They did. They, they showed arm testing of the guy, and into the wind on a rollout, he threw 80 yards. They say it's one of the biggest arms they've ever seen. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, he has a super arm. I'll tell you one at thing. At the combine, though. they said he threw yeah. it 90 yards yeah. from the 10 into the end zone yeah. once at yeah. the combine. That's but. nuts. Josh Rosen at 10, though, Morenci. Wow. Like, you're 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 the Cardinals. Cheap, cheap. Like, that. that is it was absolutely a perfect, a perfect storm. It was a perfect, perfect player, perfect, perfect. for the perfect team, perfect need, and yep. perfect state, perfect city, etc. right? great. They're laid back on the West Coast. He's a West Coast kid. And with the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks pick, Richard Penny running back, San Diego State. You know, you've got to get some younger talent at the wide receiver position. They you can't do. hang on That's to the Fitz thing forever, right? They'll get one next round. Brown was kind of a bust. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. No Tony Sincata today. Oh, yeah, he's going to Jeff Dunham's puppet show. At least show. he could have done his checked in like for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you got to hand it to him, though. Yeah, the two t- two times, NXT Wrestling puppet shows. Now, Tony puts a lot of hours he in uh, on the network, uh, sure so um, he deserves uh, he deserves a he night uh, out to uh, to see Jeff Dunham, which uh, Cam's uh, actually a fan of Jeff Dunham, too. I am. I'm kind of a weirdo there. I, en- I enjoy guys who do, like, puppet shows and stuff like that. He dresses the guy up in a turban, and all they do all sorts of crazy stuff. It's just, you know, the problem is, Gabe, the world's so uh, worried about everything. They're taking Too a serious. Poo- yeah, taking a poo's voice off the Simpsons. Hank Azaria is like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what we're supposed to have. The world, you talk about it, it's sucking and being insane. You know what? I live for the moments of comedy where you can sit back. Like, there's nights I just sit back and watch The Simpsons, South Park, smoke one, and go, you know what? I get a little bit of happiness tonight. Need World needs more comedy. I'm happy for Tony. <laughs> Good show. It's going to be a great show tonight. World needs more <laughs> anger, Cam. Yeah, more anger. Yeah, more, <laughs> more, more anger. Let's check in over at uh, Bet Online right now. They were the first ones to put up NFL regular Odds? season, uh, NFL regular season futures. Mm. I like that. I want to get the Giants' win total. I was looking for some win totals. I can't seem to find any right now. I got uh, to win outright conferences, to win division. Can't get any uh, individual team totals, but I don't think that's going to happen until the draft's over. Let's see. They had uh, they had them up. No. I think they might have, like you said. I yeah, think... no, they got to wait for things to shake out, and then they'll then they'll repost. I think they pulled them just right yesterday type of thing yeah. before the uh, before the draft started. So a second round uh, this evening. I think it goes down to seven minutes in between picks tonight. This so. is the best part of the draft. This is where GMs really earn their money. The first round, all glamour and stuff, but you find those jobs in the second and third round, man. Russell Wilson in. Yeah, it's hard to screw I, up. I, I, yeah, I, exactly. I like, the, I like these rounds because this is where you can really. It's where uh, the GMs earn their money. Yes. Right. It's anyone, you or I, or any bozo could draft in the first yeah. round. Besides the Cleveland Browns, evidently. <laughs> exactly. Like you said the Browns would have been better off going on auto pick. Um, you know, other other interesting picks. So. Uh, Bradley Chubb, great pairing here, man. You're going to put him with Vaughn Miller. I love it. At first, I was thinking, man, you guys got to take cornerback, but I'm not going to lie. I phased out and forgot that they signed Case Keenum. Keenum yep. So they got Case Keenum in there, bring in Bradley Chubb. He is, you know, he's an awesome player. He's the best defensive player on the board. I don't have a problem with it. Quinton Nelson's a nice pick by the Colts. Yes. Uh, to protect Andrew Luck, mean-spirited kid. We talked about Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen uh, is going to be competing with A.J. McCarron for the starting quarterback uh, position. And honestly, I'd be surprised if Josh Allen really doesn't beat him out. Really? I think I think, I think McCarron will win it uh, for one, like, win, and then we'll see Josh Allen very early. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of those things they're going to tell McCarron he's the starter. The problem and is. If, and things are going to get Listen, I'm not saying A.J. McCarron's not more advanced than, than Josh Allen is right now. But not by much. But the, the problem <laughs> is. Josh Allen is the big, high-profile quarterback. The fans are going to want to see him. For sure. He is probably, you know, it's the biggest hype quarterback Buffalo's had since Jim Kelly. And another thing is there's no affiliation to A.J. McCarron. Like, the fans don't know him. The team, 
the coach. And they never drafted so him. So it's not like, well, you know what? AJ's good, man. He's done this for us and stuff. No. So we're not, you know, he's probably he's going to start an Allen. It's going to be a cold competition you said coming it. in. Short you know leash. I mean? Short leash. And okay, another, yeah. yeah, and another thing is AJ McCarron only makes five million dollars a year, Ken. Yep. It's not a lot in, mo- in modern era, Great right? Bulls. He's making ten million dollars a year for a two-year deal. Yep. Nothing's nothing's guaranteed for AJ McCarron. Like if Josh Allen's better, he'll he starts, be the start. I agree with that. I, I think AJ McCarron. Uh, I, I also just listened to a lot of Buffalo radio with the draft. I thought it was fantastic. It was the best. They made their picks and they try to go. Steve Tasker sure. was like, "Okay, guys, I won't see you tonight. We got one more pick." See me. He was out the door right from one Bills drive. Yeah, no, no draft picks yeah. for yeah. the Buffalo. The Buffalo. Bills yeah, I think they have one pick in Florio the fourth can go, round. Yeah, Florio yeah. can go out and hit the clubs tonight. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to worry about the Bills draft picks. <laughs> exactly. So they're 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 taking it easy tonight. I, I I'm telling you though, AJ McCarron. I think he's gonna get. I think uh, he's gonna get a fair chance. I'm with you. I like AJ McCarron. I, I, I do too. I think he's gonna be all right, and I think he's gonna battle. But, but event- starting- eventually, we're gonna see. We're we're, we're gonna see, we're gonna see him real quick. Starting quarterbacks. Don't make $5 million a year in the NFL, yeah, Josh right? Allen's I mean, going to be there early. So, um, yeah. Roquan Smith, great pickup. I mean, the Chicago Bears have had great linebackers over the years. Singletary. It was Singletary and Urlacher. Uh, Brian Urlacher. Now you got Roquan Smith in here. Nice pickup for the Chicago Bears. Stockpiling young talent. Bears offense. I didn't like the Bears. I think the Bears sort of screw up picks sometimes and, and their trades and giving stuff up. And, you know, the Kevin White wide receiver situation he's always hurt debacle but they are racked they are starting to stockpile some pretty high elite talented players on their roster McGlinchey, nice stuff physical tackle out of notre dame <laughs> great name mike McGlinchey. Yeah, McGlinchey. <laughs> he just sounds like an offensive tackle hey McGlinchey, get yeah, out there it really does <laughs> also sounds like somebody holding 10 yards McGlinchey. McGlinchey. <laughs> yeah yeah big time uh, Josh Rosen, we talked yeah, about great, steel. great fit, perfect market, perfect situation, uh, perfect team. I like to see them get some talent, uh, and get a little younger talent. You'll have David Johnson in the back. It has a chance, really has a nice chance. Like if if you're Josh Rosen, it was a nice landing spot uh, for you. I, I I wanted Josh Rosen for the Bills, but I understand why. They went with Josh Allen instead of Rosen. They think it's the personality. They like the stronger arm in the wind. You brought it up. And I should note, though, that's why they drafted E.J. Manuel. They they went and worked out E.J. Manuel, and it was pouring rain in Florida. It was, like, uh, really, really raining all day. Slicing balls through and the they said, uh they said, all right, you want to wait till after it stops raining. And Manuel said, no, nah, I'm used to it. I, I, I grew up here. Doesn't scare me. It doesn't worry. Don't, don't worry about it. I can throw in the rain. And they were like, holy crap, man. This kid's like zinging lasers in the, in the pouring rain and the wind. He'll be fine in Buffalo. No. He can zing a ball. <laughs> to the other. It often goes yeah, to the to other, other team. player. Exactly. Pick six. E. J., you know what, E.J. Manuel, actually, it's not so much interception machine can, but E.J. Manuel's biggest problem was he's slow to read things. That's a, that, yes, yes. He, someone needs to be open for him yeah. to throw it. There. He didn't anticipate. Yeah, he, he and he threw. But he it's crazy. He he's got, got a freaking arm. Oh, no, he does. He's like got a he, even now, there's no denying it. Like even I mean, when he came in for the Raiders last year, dude. I remember a game. I bet on it, and I, I hit a teaser because of it. <laughs> I needed a touchdown from him for a cover, and he got it. He threw a bomb, man. That was it. He threw a bomb like to get a cover, and I was like, man, he, he, this guy can throw the ball. It's just, you know, it's just one of these people. He doesn't get it. You know what I mean? He doesn't get it. The football IQ isn't yeah. there. And I'm not saying he's a dumb guy in real life, but no, I'm it, stating on the field. He can't read coverages quick yeah, enough. Yeah, on the he field, it's slow to just sort of 
you know, and same with Baker Mayfield. When you look at the throws of Baker Mayfield through a lot in Oklahoma camp, guys were sort of wide open. Oh, yeah. You're playing against Baylor, Texas Tech, and he's like really Kansas. Very con- it's concerning. Kansas. Like, I know. Really, and now you saw the tape. Like Texas are a good guys team. on Texas Oklahoma's defense give yeah. up forty five points hey, a week. Guys on Oklahoma State are waiting for him to throw the picks. Like you saw in the montage package when you saw some of those throws, very slow decision making coming off one yeah. guy. Like the DB's sitting there going, Thanks, brother. He's got good accuracy, but it's all about yeah. reading things quickly. In the NFL, yes. Yeah, which, big difference. Which a lot of people think that that's Josh Allen's uh, concern a little bit. But the thing is, a lot of these guys are young, right? And, you know, you can't judge what they look like in college yeah, to true. what they're going to look like in three, four, five years from now. You really you, can't. You want to give everyone a chance. You just can't say, oh, this guy's going to be a bust or whatever. You can have your opinions. But, yeah, time will wait and see. People were surprised at the Saints when the Saints traded up and then that's, they took Marcus that's Davenport. That's what I want to talk about right there. I was thinking about Davenport's really good at the Texas San Antonio game, but what the Saints did to move up to get that player that could have been there. See, these are the stupid things you do in the draft. You build teams, you build great teams when you get those extra picks. We talked about it before in the past. I don't like the move. I don't care. Marcus Davenport is a good player. Hey, this guy could be great. It's a need for the Saints. But to do what they did and to give up picks to move up to 14, he would have been there later. Like, there's that's the panic mode. Like, I, you just got to be better than that. I think it's, I, you know it's the a pick, bad I like, move to me. I like the pick of DJ Moore to Carolina. I do, too. You know, they lost Calvin Benjamin. They definitely need some weapons uh, there. Great, great they needed call. They needed to get younger and faster, get Cam Newton, some somebody to throw the football to. Remember They've Steve, got McCaffrey yeah. as well. But now they add DJ Moore, who might be the best wide receiver. It was the, the best. Steve Smith goes, next to me, he's going to be the best receiver that, that played for said, Carolina. Right? I was watching the draft. He goes, hey, you guys thought I was going with I'm telling you about Moore, and I don't say this about everybody. Hey, I was a great receiver in Carolina, but I love this Moore kid. Like, he was pumping his tires fierce, and Steve Smith got emotional. He said DJ Moore is hands down the best receiver in the draft. He, he probably knows him style. from the Mar- yeah, from, he he played Maryland, right? Steve Smith, I think, lives in the Baltimore yeah, area. Well, he's yeah. got he's got a lot of love for this kid, so uh, I like the pick, too. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, goes Slip. 26. Surprised that he – well, the over-under was 19.5, 16.5 in some spots, but surprised that he fell that far. And then Atlanta – Atlanta's sort of a loaded football team and has talent everywhere, so they had this luxury of doing this. They need a little more speed. Yeah, so you get speed. You know, you, you pair now Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley. Looks like uh, Tyler. Where's Taylor Gabriel? He's just yeah. out of the conversation. They didn't even get him the ball last year. I know, year. and he's fast. Um, they gave him a four-year like contract extension. It was bizarre. I don't know. I'll look up uh, Gabriel's contract stuff there. Um, but, yeah, Calvin Ridley. Some people think he's the best wide receiver in the draft, so – Another weapon to go along with what they want to do there. Um, we talked about your Rashad Penny pick. Uh, I, you know, it's sh- it's still shocking. Like it's. Just I like the Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle is a great player, but yeah. you know, I think probably one of the best picks in the first round actually was the last pick of the first round, which was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that late. That, great move. That the Baltimore Oriole, the Baltimore Ravens, get the quarterback of the future with the thirty-second pick, last pick in the first round. And for the record, we nailed all our QB props. There yep. was five of them taken, not five and a half, yep. uh, not six. But Joe Flacco has one year left on his contract, Ken. Joe Flacco's very close to being not, uh, to not yeah, being an NFL no, quarterback He's not anymore. under contract exactly. next year. And that's it. Think what Joe old. Flacco is, too. He's not physically that old. But, he looks old. But the thing is, Flacco's not the type of guy that I think is going to want to hang on and he's going to be playing at 40 and like, Get oh, killed. I'm not done yet. He won a Super Bowl. He's made a lot of money. 
He's had a good run in the National Football League. He doesn't seem to be having a ton of fun anymore. No, he gets pummeled Yeah, a lot. he gets hit. <laughs> he's, he's got a bad back. Like, the injuries are adding up. He's essentially one helmet to the spine away from being done. You said it. And, and great or, move. like, one of these deals, like, if he shreds his knee, oh, you know, you know what, um, it's going to, you know what, Joe, you'll be back, but it's going to be 14 months of rehab. He's tapping out. You know, he'll be like, it was a hell of a run. I'm done. I'm not, I can't come back. And like, he's one injury away from being done. I agree. But Lamar Jackson, most likely to start a quarterback in the Baltimore Ravens next year. Yeah. This is the craziest thing. We were talking about all the other teams. And that a nice situation. They don't have to throw him in there right now. They got Flacco. Yeah, that's still. what I'm saying. Like, we talked about all these other guys. Like, ooh, Arizona needed a quarterback. What's this team? You get this guy at 32, Morency? Like, steal, steal, steal. You had Lisi, other guys who thought he was the best quarterback. I know he's raw. But to get a guy, a raw talent at 32, that's a coup by the Ravens in my opinion. And, and since they traded down, they got Hayden yeah. Hurst, the best tight end. Smart. That's how you win the draft, just doing smart I mean, look, like yeah, that. the Browns Not, have the one and four. They get Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. The Ravens have 25 and 32, and they come out of this with Lamar Jackson and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, win. Saints are moving up for a guy you could have got later. Seattle's drafting a guy in the fourth round, and the Cleveland Browns butcher a, fr- a first and fourth pick. Like, I, it's, I don't know, man. It's it, it, You say it like uh, the history repeats itself? It, exactly. That's so now, exactly what's happening. Now, tonight, uh, we go into round two, taking a look at some of the best available players that are on the board. You were talking about the Buffalo Bills uh, radio station, WGR. Oh, I love those guys. Tipping up uh, wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. You know, listen, the Bills have Calvin Benjamin, and they got Zay Jones. Yeah. Zay Jones obviously has some personal issues. He struggled as a rookie. I'm not ready to write him, write him off completely yet. But if you got Josh Allen, you need yeah. more. You just you know, you know can't just have this. You need more now to give to him. The Buffalo Bills need a damn running back. I'm telling you. I didn't like the signing of Chris Ivory only because we already have LaShawn McCoy. So we got two older dudes right now. And we don't have any draft picks tonight, so we're kind of screwed yeah. on this. But I'd like to see them, Cam, maybe get a carry on Johnson out of Auburn tomorrow yeah. in the that's, fourth round. That's what know? I was hoping Seattle would get in the fourth yeah. round game. Like, you know, <laughs> that's the they, guy I, I hope they're smart get. enough to yeah. grab one of these guys a little yeah. bit later on here. But coming into tonight, guys to keep your eye on, uh, I won that prop with under wide receivers. I said there wouldn't be three mm-hmm. in the first round. Yep. Cortland Sutton, the SMU, you, yep. six he, foot three, 220 go. pound uh, kid. He's going to be going uh, pretty high here this evening. It's a little bit surprised. Will Hernandez, guard UTEP. A lot of people had him as a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. He's still on the board. Joshua Jackson, Cam, very good uh, DP. That's who it does. He's I like pick. him. He's going to get he's going to get snagged tonight. Josh like, Jackson. He'll be an early second-round pick tonight. Josh Jackson, by many people, were thinking he would be like a top 15 to like 17 pick there in the draft. I can't believe he's slipping this. To, it's nuts. I'd love that. In my that mock draft, and I didn't do like a, I didn't do a full mock draft, but when we we did it here with Mike Blue yep. and, the, and the crew, I got assigned like two three teams. And I actually took Josh Jackson for the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Now, it's okay. I'm like, imagine if I'm your GM right now, instead of Rashad Penny, you'd have Josh Jackson. And I can get a great running back. And yeah, so picks. I would have addressed this because Seattle, look, you guys just lose Sherman. Your, your secondary is getting old. You're trying to push Earl Thomas out now. It's, an, it's a turnover. You're getting younger. This Josh Jackson kid, he's a lot like Sherman Kemp. He's tall. He's got long arms. Very, very Seattle-type, DB-type of kid. A real Pete Carroll-type of I player. Agree. Just seemed to make more sense. Made a lot more sense. Right? And I think, you know, you'll see. Where do you think uh, Mason Rudolph's going to go? 
Patriots might snag him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's very, very possible. Very possible. Oh, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, Denver Geis. Geis. We'll see where Denver Geis Broncos, Cam. They've got Case, yeah. they've got Case Keenum, Keenum, but not a lot. Yeah, it's, Maybe it's, the Dolphins? Yeah. Go along with... Uh, I don't know, though, man. They like Tannehill. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Mason Rudolph fan. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. He's he, gonna. He's gonna go very early. Cost me money round. in college. <laughs> no, he did. There were a couple of guys. You know, uh, how about like all the hype about Darius Geis? Geis, Geis, yeah, Geis, yeah. Geis, still on the board right now. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be gone very early tonight. Yeah, you know what? We nailed the props, guys, last night. I think we went. Uh, we went six and three with the Baker Mayfield prop taken out because I did that one a couple of days ago where I didn't say going to top six and a half. And I told everyone yesterday, I even tweeted it out, don't do it. <laughs> right. So yeah. went six and three with a lot of quite a lot of underdogs. Unfortunately, though, like Cam was saying, I gave my money back last night because uh, I was on the Washington Capitals. Yep. And I was on the, the under uh, in the hockey game. I was game. on the under in the shark game. I had the so over. Was, and, oh, and I was on the Boston Celtics. You know what I wish we and did? And I ended up breaking even. So yeah. that's how good I did in the NFL draft. I lose three other units, and I end up breaking even. It would have been nice because if I would have taken your my over and your Las Vegas or whatever, because I was on the over in that game, but I smashed San Jose. I'm so friggin' stupid. There's two guys. Martin that I, Jones played like Martin Fritz oh, from Martin, the Simpsons. No, it was one of the worst good gold running Prince. Yeah, he, it was Martin Prince. I like Anthony Miller as a sleeper tonight. I think somebody's going to be happy with him. Receiver Memphis. I like and, him, but I don't and, know if he goes tonight. And you said carry on Johnson from Auburn. All right, what are your picks? you got to get out of here. So. Yeah, I got picks. The Winnipeg Jets plus 140 over five and a half. We're going money lines in basketball. Raptors and Indiana Pacers baseball. I'm laying off tonight. I don't want to reach. It's grind time. Cam Stewart, we'll see you Monday. Love you, buddy. Enjoy the DFS show. I wanted to see what's in your bag. It looks heavy today. But, I got a uh, lot of different things in there, but we'll play next week. What's in Cam's bag? No Tony Cicada. <laughs>